Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. Don't bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 234. I'm your host, Travis. Thank you for tuning in. We are going to wrap up a wild night of racing there at the uh, East Rutherford, a.k.a. New Jersey Supercross. We had Futures. We had a 250 showdown. We had a thunderstorm. We had a 450 race. The shit was wild. It was absolutely wild. Joining me in studio, he is back, everybody. And I'm minorly attracted to him now because of the new haircut. It is the original co-host. It is Justin. What's up, bud? Hey, man. Dude, I, I have missed you. I missed you too, man. When, when I texted you like two weeks ago and I was like, hey, man, you like coming back or something? Like, I feel like we're fighting because we don't talk, <laughs> anything like that. I, I mean, that was sincere. That was from the heart. Of... Oh, no. We haven't talked much since Detroit. No. Talked a few different times. You asked me about some houses. That's about it. Pretty much. I mean, you're obviously busy. I'm busy. We're all busy, so it's kind of hard. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's uh, been uh, yeah. Well, that was what March, early March. So it's been over almost a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit. So I've been watching you guys. I mean, I don't have really have time to watch the whole shows, but I definitely go back and forth, and I still read those comments to see if people are shitting <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> did you watch uh, or did you listen to last week's with Coach there? Because so, me and Coach got into a lot of. So stuff. I listened to like the first twenty minutes straight, and then <sighs> I like chopped it up and moved to like fifty five because yeah. I saw you guys started talking about the electric bikes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to hear that. So I basically. 20, first 20 minutes, and then from 55 all the way till the end. Okay. So there was like 30 minutes in there where I didn't listen. You should go back because they're, man, we touched on fucking oh, yeah. everything in yeah. that show, dude. It was it was wild. I, and like uh, the thing I like about it, it's a lot of evergreen content. And because I was busy this week and I didn't get a chance to really chop up the yep. episode there. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped because those will be videos I can just put out whenever we're short on stuff. So, um Anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us here. Before we get started, so we have a couple things. Uh, I believe Kev's coming on at some point. Um, Cole is not here. He started his new job. He's got a ton of paperwork he's got to do kind of in between here. We're going to ask him about that because we're going to call him here in a few minutes. Uh, and then we're going to talk 450s. We're going to talk 250s. We'll talk the futures. We're going to talk some Bobby Piazza drama because yep. we've got to touch Wanted on to a lot of that. that. Want to talk about because, that. Because, oh, buddy, I got in the have middle. Have you talked to Bobby? Yes. Did you, did you call, let's say it. I didn't call him. I was texting him the other night. I might have even reached out to Feld. You know, the one thing I'll say, and I and I assume since you've talked to him and you've obviously kept up on this shit like I have, you've like read all the different content and comments from people. And there's a you lot know what of stuff I am, that's happened. Are you as surprised as I am? And we won't go off on too much of a tangent until we talk about it. How people are either one side or the other. People are either for what Bobby did and the bullshit that is going on, or people like totally took Feld and like the security guard. I was surprised. So, I thought there'd be like a medium. It's either one way or the other. So I didn't dive too much into the comments section. Oh, and I, read. I did. I listened. Uh, yeah, I no. saw what Starling and Clay and Kate and all them. I just was. Uh I just was trying to get both sides of the story from the actual people, mm -hmm. so from Bobby and then from um, what's it called, and then actually. Um, Johnny and them on the shit show on Friday had one of Bobby's buddies who was there with him. Um, so that was that was really enlightening as to kind of maybe what happened. There's always there's always three sides to the story. There's 
one side, the other side, and the and middle the of what actually yeah. happened. Yep. So, um, but yeah, like I said, we'll we'll get into that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, because that story is very there is uh there is a mix of the TLR tinfoil hat and the uh complete racing solutions comment of the week coming up. Okay, we got a mix there, so that's interesting. I don't have a rant this week. I I've have a, so I kind busy. of have a rant. Perfect. Maybe I'll come up with one here. Which I assume that my rant, you'll probably agree with it. It has to do with the race. Well, I do have a rant, a little bit of a rant also, but we'll get into that. Yep. Um, before we get started, let's thank our sponsors. So first up, show presented by Complete Racing Solutions. Check them out, completeracingsolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. Um, Coach Rob was on last week. That was a banger episode of Coach dropping a bunch of knowledge. He dropped some stuff too. I called him back after the show was over. We talked about a few things. I'll fill you in after the show on that kind of stuff because it's stuff I don't really want to talk about on the air yet. Um, also presenting TLR, also presenting the show, TLR Coatings. Check them out at tlrcoatings.com. They are Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. We are full-blown. It is fucking nutty what's happening on that side of the wall out there. <laughs> Me and Justin were just talking about it. It's it's insane. Uh, they can powder coat anything metal the proper way and do all sorts of custom stuff with Cerakoting, powder coating. Check them out again. TLRcoatings.com, serving Southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over seven years. Um, and you can also check them out on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us, Holster Co., Gutterworks, uh, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, who actually uh, designs our shirts. And we do have, um, I'm working on it here. Uh, we do have the Kawasaki, which is ironic because of Cole's new job, the Kawasaki shirt design. We had the HRC to premiere yep. uh, this year here. Uh, I have, I've had the Kawasaki one. More than that, a few times in different places, a couple bars. Everybody thinks it's cool. They don't obviously know what it is, but they're like, that's a cool design. Well, and then I go to explain it to them, and then they're like, they don't ride dirt bikes, but they're like, we'll check it out. And it's I'm a like, podcast I do, man. And yeah. if you want to buy the shirt, <laughs> let me give you the link here. Um, so, yeah. So, shout out to Isaac Nelson because he designs all that stuff. Um, and then Edgewood Farms for all our CBD needs. Um, they are uh, they are hooking us up with that there from pain balm to um, uh, CBD oil, all that kind of good stuff. So, links in the description down below for all that kind of stuff. Okay, I guess let's get started here. Let's call Cole, see what he wants to talk about. I don't know. He said he had like 30 minutes, so maybe he wants to do uh, maybe he wants to do the 450 race recap with us here. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Watch him not fucking answer. Probably not. I'm going to be so pissed. This is great radio. Yo. Yo. Sup, bro. What's up? Oh, hey, pal. What's up? Am I live? Yeah, we're live, bro. We're live. So don't say anything you don't want your new bosses to hear. Oh, I'm sure they're listening. They probably are. Could be. We are pretty. They might be. We're they pretty, might be. We're a pretty big podcast, man. Pretty big podcast. Dude. Hey, I, I did run into some guys at the motorcycle club yesterday. Um, I was at the BCMC meeting. Oh, yeah? And, uh... They said they were listeners. So Hell that was pretty yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Well, I actually got, uh, I cracked open, I've been working on the bike today, putting it together, got the front end put together. So I cracked open that TCD suspension box. They wrote me a oh nice boy. note saying that they've been listening to the show uh, in the shop there, catching up on old episodes. They really like what we're doing. They sent me a hat and a shirt that I'm wearing. 
They are not an official sponsor. Maybe but they could be, though. They could be if they wanted to be. And uh, look, they they did a nice job on my suspension so far from what I see. They're very professional. I like it. So I'm wearing this stuff. So again, check them out, uh, tcdracing.com. And uh, dude, Cole, I got to say, you're missing. Justin has this new look going on. <laughs> and this motherfucker, I mean, dude, we're talking haircut, hair gel, <clears throat> beard trip. Like, this is not the man bear you're pig. Shit, no, I fucking kid you not. Even Ashley's like, it's a good looking dude right now. <laughs> and uh, damn, dude, I can't wait. I'm going to have to watch the video, but good to, good to have you back, Justin, for real. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Real appreciate real it. We'll be, we'll be here. We'll be here for the next four rounds, and then if we still decide to do an outdoor show, I'm gonna need you outdoors. for outdoors. Okay, because <laughs> right. let's face it, Cole is a supercross only guy. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, I was <laughs> fucking being nothing only there for a minute. So you it's were, fine, like. you were, and hey, look, I actually let me just start with a little holster co reload rant here. Uh-huh. You dropped the fantasy show, then you <laughs> dropped the main show, and then you're fucking playing fantasy. I was you're wondering. Dick. I was wondering how we, long oh, you fuckers, you fuckers, it would take you to fucking realize that shit. Ugh. So okay, so here's what I've been doing. I've been picking fantasy shit since like I don't know what round it was, indie. But I've literally just been picking people and fucking seeing what happens, not even looking at my shit until the next race. And it was funny because I was like, oh, dude, I'll be like 180, 185. There's a couple rounds that I was like seventh or eighth in the fucking in the like the league, and I was like, how the fuck. Do I not pay attention and then be ba- I don't know. That's exactly right. how Yeah, it works. I think that's part of it is you think too much. So, yeah, I was doing it just fucking g- But that's the thing though. That's why I didn't say I was going to I'd be on because it's not like I was really like looking at st- like I was not even looking at practice times. I was like what I'd see on the track during qualifying and then I just pick dudes. <laughs> I mean, I it so I think it works for some people, but it is what it is. So, Cole, how's the uh how was the new job this week? You're out in Cali there. At the at the Kawasaki Racing Headquarters, did you talk to Ando? Is he coming on the show? How's your coworker doing, man? Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess we are coworkers. I kind of, I don't know if this sounds conceited or not, but uh, I was going to tell my dad, I'm like, hey, we, uh, we got a factory ride with no result. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. But, no, it's cool, man. Um, no... No, uh, no Anderson, none of those guys. I did go into the bathroom during a break. Um, to, uh, we had like a training session with some of the dealers that had just picked up Kawasaki. Um, so some of them were out there and so we were doing some training all day, stuff like that. But during the break, I did, uh, catch myself taking a leak next to Mr. Dan Fahey. I was just about to say something about if you, if you, <laughs> so Cole, if you run into Ryan holiday, just go up and give him a big high five. Uh, he was supposed to, so fast forward, uh, to the last day I was there, I got to go in the race shop, private tour. That's sick. That's dope. Super cool. Super cool. A lot of stuff, uh, I saw that I can't talk about on air, but, uh, yeah, super, super cool. Um, they had, you know, tons of cool, the, the factory side and then they got the amateur side is actually there too. Um, so team green, like the legitimate amateur kids. So I think it's, uh, Landon Gordon right now is their super mini guy. Like it's fast. Yeah. Janik and Drew Adams, they're based out of that shop there at the Kawasaki headquarters. Um, and there was, I did not see Ryan holiday or Dan Fahey, obviously being on Friday. It was, or Thursday. Um, those guys were all off at the next race or doing what they were doing. So, um, 
it was supposed to be Dan and Ryan doing the presentation, um, but it wasn't. So <laughs> the real question is, but, is, when are you buying your new KX450? Uh, uh, May 18th, I will be finding out more on that KX450. Nice, nice. So Honestly, man, uh, I just threw that out there into the ether. I didn't know if you were actually buying a new one. I just remember on two oh, no. shows ago, you no, no, you guys is. made a comment about it. So like, I didn't know if you were actually getting one. I was just kind of figuring you'd buy a KX450. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really have a choice now. Oh, um, uh, no. No, not really. So I, Unless I get a 250F or something. But uh, yeah, man, it was a, a super cool experience. Got to uh, hang out with the headquarters, meet everybody that I'll be working with as far as uh, warranty department, parts and accessories, um, all that stuff, man. It was uh, a phenomenal facility. Um, the cool little museum in there. Mm. Um, so if you check out my Instagram, some of that stuff, I posted a couple pictures, but they had uh, Villa Poto's bike from 2013 when he got his third title, the one with the, the blue hubs and the blue triple clamps and stuff. Yep. Um, so super cool, like to get up and like touch that thing. And like I could have sniffed it if I wanted to. Um, Only where his taint was. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just the seat just the seat just the seat um and then emig's bike was right next to it uh from 97 when he won the title That's okay cool. nice um, that'd be cool and i didn't really respect that bike as much as i did until seeing it in person but that is a pretty badass bike hmm. oh dude the cowies uh, back in the day man at least emig's were uh they were trick dude for at further time for late 90s <laughs> mid 90s late 90s bikes they were trick yeah, yeah. I just noticed the carbon fiber and stuff on it, I think, was a little ahead of its time with some of the the case guards and the fort guards and some of that stuff. Well, especially um, at that time, right too. To that, yeah, yeah. And then uh, right next to that was Stu's 07 450 from the Supercross title. Did you sniff um, that one? I, I definitely sniffed that one, too. Yeah, I would have talked it. Had Bridgestones on it. Had the, uh, the factory Bridgestones and and all that stuff and then uh something that you would think is pretty cool justin yeah. is they had some of the amateur stuff on the other side mm. um villapoto's kawasaki with the green rims on it number nice. 15 from loretta's nice. oh yeah oh yeah that thing was a beast yep they had that bike there um and then in between that was Stu's pro circuit 85 you mean the one that probably uh, put out number like 35 horsepower <laughs> right yeah well <laughs> No, the big horsepower bike was next to that. It was AC's Monster Cup Super Mini. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fucker that so, sounded like it had a 252 stroke engine in it. I know. We raced that yeah, bike a couple basically times. Yeah, basically a 125, probably. But, uh, yeah. They were just. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to show you some that. pictures. Um, like, ridiculous. Yeah, or I'll, I'll, shoot, I'll, shoot, I'll send you some pictures of it. Pretty cool. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was pretty cool to see. And just the the inner workings of the company. Um, and it was also really cool that the president and CEO was actually there. Hmm. Um, his name is Ego. Um, he's from Japan. And I just thought it was interesting that they, uh, Japanese companies. So my mom works for Denzo, which is also a Japanese company. I mm-hmm. guess it's a common thing, but, uh, every five years they send a new CEO over. Um, hmm. so they rotate them out every five years. They have an agenda to come get things done. They get it done and then they go back to Japan um so got to meet him pretty cool he uh you know obviously the language language barrier but um he was like hello my name ego like uh like lego my ego <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome they probably worked on that joke for hours hours oh god it was cool it was funny and cool just uh you know i have the head honcho there he didn't have to have to be there so 
um yeah yeah it's cool man there's some cool stuff in the pipe that i i've been you know hearing rumors about and kind of confirming some of that stuff but uh some cool stuff coming and uh it's kind of kind of karma i guess you could say because i as we all know wyman was a big kawasaki guy oh he's and he's, he's thinking about, about going to yamaha people. so don't worry yeah well no he wants to get a 252 stroke i think lame well yeah. i talked nothing but shit to him about being a cowie guy my whole life oh yeah so, for sure for sure he has definitely been so cowie, just never but, yeah yeah so just never really been into cowie or, or anything like that and then uh man after after getting there and meeting everybody in the company and the, the family culture and, and all that stuff it's pretty damn cool man and well, uh it's awesome all the all the winning they've done too on the racing side is just an added bonus, so it, it's cool. Well, I know you can't say much about it because well, and I've only seen like pictures of it for prototype pictures. But was there any mention of the uh, the new four fifty for next year? Were they did they talk about it at all? They did not. So May eighteenth, I go back out, and I believe um, that is when stuff will happen. I don't know. Uh, we just have another meeting in May eighteenth. May 18th. Um, so I'd imagine there might be some stuff going around about it, but, uh, cause this, the May meeting is usually around, uh, built around team green as mm -hmm. they call the program. So anything that's off road, your KLX 110s, yep. 140s and stuff. So, um, so they're explaining that. Um, and then they did make mention, I believe I can say this just because they mentioned it to all the dealers in the room. Um, that they're going to be attacking the off-road market within the next few years. So that'll be interesting as well. That'll be interesting to see. Cool. Yeah, I, saw I mean, they just did a, uh, they just got into it with uh, Babbitt's off-road team, and I think Grant Baylor de delivered them a title already. The bike was there all dirty still. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure they won so, a, an XC2 title last year as well for Babbitt's. I don't know who the kid is because I don't pay attention to GNC. Or no, that. yeah, yeah, that kid. That's yeah, the yeah, kid. yeah. That's the yeah. bike was there. It wasn't Grant Baylor, but it was uh, that kid. I forgot yeah. his name. Well, Sorry, hopefully but. they can do some more marketing on that side because uh, there was, like, no mention of that whatsoever. And this kid, like, went out. And I think it's been quite a while since Kawasaki has won a title in that class, if ever. I don't think they probably ever have. Yeah, because, I mean, they've always done well in the XC1 class and stuff, like when Caleb Russell wasn't, you know, when he was hurt. But yeah, mm -hmm. like that was a big deal, and somebody was talking about this. I can't remember where I heard it, but they were like, they kind of feel like they dropped the ball on that because they're like, that's a big deal for them to win an XC2 title because that's something they've never done before. Right. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some more focus in that world. Um, obviously, with KTM success and stuff like that over there, you have Yamaha trying to get in the game a little bit, and uh, yeah, um, and Kawasaki. So I, I don't think Honda is really into it all that much. So. Honda's more into Baja and like the work stuff on the West Coast. Right. Like they right. got the Phoenix so. team. They got the Phoenix team, which is really, really good. But yeah, mm -hmm. it definitely seems like Honda as far as off road stuff, obviously with Johnny Campbell and and the SLR team, they're more focused on the West Coast, like more fast paced shit. Like they got Ryan Surratt riding for Johnny Campbell racing and he's been doing really well over there in the work series. Yeah, yeah. I I mean and, and me starting to get into some of the, the wood stuff a little bit, it, it's pretty cool to you know, have a little focus on that, but, uh, it's a whole different animal learning the street bike side too, which is pretty wild. Um, that's funny right, story. Travis. Travis will laugh cause he's kind of a street guy, but, uh, they had all of the street bikes that Cowie offers for a demo ride. Um, 
I just went and took the test this last week to get my motorcycle endorsement permit. Sick. Um, <laughs> never ridden on the street in my life um, until this event. So uh, Wednesday we uh, got on the demo bikes and went off and went on a canyon ride. And that was my first time on the street ever. Cool. What'd you ride? So I, uh, I rode the Ninja 400 first and I was like, wow, this thing is, uh, definitely a beginner bike. <laughs> so if you're in the market to get in the game, uh, as a beginner and go the Ninja 400 and then, uh, Travis will laugh. The next bike I rode was the ZX6R. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a big difference between that 400 and that 6R, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit. Yeah. Dude. Um, yes, that six R was, was stupid, dude. I don't know how anybody rides a crotch rocket. They're fun. Wait, did, did you get on a ZX 10 or did they not no. have those out there? <laughs> no, 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 no. Those. Well, like, how about the that. H2? What do you know about the H2? The H2, I would never get on because it's instant death. Like, dude, there, so there's like, there's like a limit. Okay. So like the cow like the zx 10s are fast okay like those things are sick they're fast and back when i was into street bikes really heavy like they were they were super cool however also when i was really into street bikes i also rode a cbr 1000 double r repsol bike Mm -mm. which was again stupid Mm -mm. um and then i actually had a guy a random guy and i've told this story before of uh, when the BMW S1000 RRs came out, like remember the those? first year, I remember those. I was I was at an event. I was actually at uh, Chopper Fest at the drag strip, and we were doing a stunt riding show. And this guy had one, and he came up. I was like, "Dude, that's sick!" And he was like, "Well, if you want to ride it, go ahead." Like, I have no, no idea who this guy is, and I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Bro, I've been watching you ride. Like, I know you can ride a bike. Like, just go." And he's like, "It's fully insured, so if you do start to crash, like, total that motherfucker." And I'm like, "Okay, sweet." And I kid you not, all the other thousands I've rode and even some of the older Hayabusa's that I've rode are nothing compared to what this fucking bike was. This thing was so far ahead of its time because this had to be 2012, 13. It was one of the first years they first came out. And it was, I'm sure what the bikes are now, because again, I haven't rode a lot of recent, recent crotch rockets, but it was like you had to use the clutch to take off and after that it was all just you could just shift it it was electronic so like you could just bang fucking gears and i did on this thing with no gear on in a pit lane at the drag strip and before i knew it i was doing 100 miles an hour and i went whoa (laughs) (laughs) shut her down stop stop so yeah yeah so i can only imagine what they are today and that h2 is just like four levels above what that even is and yeah it's just stupid like there's no reason for that I've always said like it, like thousands are dumb and you don't need them. And once you get over thousands into the Hayabusa's and all this other stuff, did you ever ride any of the Jixers? Uh, yeah. So I had a Jixer six hundred at one point that I sold. Um, I did. I rode a turbo Hayabusa, like a ninety nine turbo Hayabusa, and I remember coming down Sprinkle Road at fifty five. This was back when Eminem was still Eminem mm-hmm. there. And I was coming kind of down that hill to uh, to the light there, and I just rolled on it, going fifty five, and I broke the ass end of that thing loose at fifty five. Um, I rode. Uh, did I ride a? I don't think I rode a Jixer thousand or seven fifty. So yeah, so I have rode a Jixer six hundred. Again, they're all man, they're all so fucking fast. Like so, like that Repsol bike. Yeah, I took the ninety four. 
131 exchange. Um, we, I was going 131 south, and I did the exchange onto 94 east, so coming up to the Oakland exit. And between the merge point and the merge point for the Oakland exit, I went from like 50 to 120 and back down. And to the point that I was at 120 long enough, I could look down and see I was doing 120 and went, yep, this thing's fucking fast. So, yeah, dude. Big street bike guys, Dude, they're, they're dumb. They're fucking dumb. Dude, we, we worked on a couple turbo boosts. And, like, I've been around, like, drag, like full-on pro mod drag bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They go, like, six seconds and a quarter mile. So, like, it's nothing I've never been around. But it's one thing to do that where it's set up for everything. We had a couple turbo boosts that had two steps on them. And this guy on our – you remember that road on Winter's Drive. Like, any, yeah. So, like, this guy gets over there and we get it done for him. And there was nobody around. It's, like, 5 o'clock. And he's, like uh, – he's, like – I'm going to bring this thing up on the two-step because I haven't, like, dialed this motor in yet. And I don't know what we were doing on it. And I'm, like, on fucking on this road. I'm, like, dude, <laughs> what? Are you stupid? And he's, like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm, like, no, it won't because if you, like, pitch it out, you're going into a ditch. I'm, like, that's fine. And that motherfucker came up on the two-step. And I'm, like, phew. And I'm, like, dude, no way. No way on. Nope. Mm-mm. They're so they're so dumb. And the problem is is that you can buy them with, with like Cole just did. You're buying a, you can buy a 200-mile-per-hour street-legal bike. Yeah, well, they're governed. That's what I'm saying. They're like governed 280, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, they're, like, but they're stupid, and you can't control them. I, so one time, I'm leading this ride um, when I used to do the Tuesday night bike nights mm-hmm. up at uh, the library there, and we were coming down Westage, or not Westage, we were coming down Sprinkle, where Wendy's is there mm-hmm. at that light, and uh, there was probably like 20, 30 bikes. And the light changed, so I stopped the whole group. And all of a sudden, I just hear, this Middle Eastern kid with his oil money. And that's not a racist comment. That's what it was. It's just factual. On his Jixer 1000, literally wasn't paying attention, didn't know how to ride, and like is skidding between 15 rows of bikes because we were two by two right down the middle and just right into the middle of the intersection and then he's backing up and i'm just like oh my god this so you have is fun cole <laughs> yeah i mean dude they're they're great but people in cars all this stuff yeah, man just can't uh, trust them and that, that canyon riding is sketchy if you don't know where you're going and you're trying to push any sort of limit which i'm sure you weren't but yeah well we had a guide and we didn't go into anything super curvy yeah uh, then we ended at uh, Oakley headquarters, which was cool. That's, That's dope. Cool. That's fucking sick. Didn't get to go in though, but it's uh, right around the corner from the the factory building, Kawasaki. So I will, um, I will say one of the coolest things I ever did on a street bike is when they had the MotoGP at mm-hmm. Indianapolis. They had you could pay I don't remember what it was eighty bucks, hundred bucks, something like that. You go out and ride a lap on the track. So we, me and the guys I went with, we paid and we did that, and that was super cool. Like this is when you met Marquez. Yeah, this is yeah. when I, this is when Marquez gave wanna, me a high five, and I didn't wash my hand for five days. Yeah, <laughs> so um, so we went and did that, and that was cool. And the whole thing was like when you did it, that we had leaders too, and it, we weren't going to go over forty. All this stuff. Well, that wasn't the case. We definitely went faster than forty, and uh, and then when we left the track there, because you basically just went out, did your one lap, and then came off. And uh, when we did that, I was like, well, I know where all the cops are because they were like, I was asking as I'm going up there, I'm like. What if I ride a wheelie down the front stretch? They're like, you will go to jail. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. So we left and I'm like, well, there's 87 cops in the track. 
Okay, no problem. So I rode a wheelie on the street in front of the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> the entire length from turn four to turn one with with my two buddies and some random people that were in the group with us that because we all left at the same time and i was like screw it i know where all the cops are and i rode that wheelie i have it on tape too like i have the footage somewhere look i'm not super into moto gp but i i it's kind of like the same thing with Formula. i'd like to go to one. i'd like to go to one insane i don't i'd like to go to one it'd be cool so they have on the back straight there they have a bridge a walking bridge that goes over the back straight in the infield there and you wouldn't think that motorcycles move that much air shakes that fucking bridge when they mm -hmm. go under it at 150 200 miles an hour dude it was nuts uh, yeah i would go Pretty boring to watch, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, the same people say about but, Indy cars and Formula One, yeah. but it's like it's an it's kind of an experience thing. But it's, it's different. You yeah. just yeah. hear the bikes and feel the bikes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, Justin, what's up, bud? Did you know Travis back in his stunt bike days? No. So I had well when I first met Travis, which oddly enough we found this out years later that we actually went to high school together, but we just didn't know each other. I had met Travis when he was when he was still doing this, like still riding road bikes. But I don't think you were doing stunt bike shit when I first met you. I was on my way out. Yeah, because yeah, oh, okay. I had gotten into dirt bikes at twenty five, yep. which would have been two thousand. So that's like seven years after graduating. I've been like two thousand fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, which is right so, around the time that I first met you. Yeah, so uh, I was on I was on my way down off the off the real stunt riding stuff. Which is oddly enough, the reason why I even knew who you were was from Mike, who was around you when you yeah. did stunt bike shit. Yeah. So yeah. So no, I didn't. I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't meet him when he was actually doing the stunt bike shit. Oh, because I was just picturing a guy, you know, riding through campus hunting, doing wheelies with like a, a wife beater on. It was like <laughs> really, those like go fast. No. Like, no. No. You so know, like the. You know, like the. The glasses that Jeremy Albrecht wears. Yeah. When he was a mechanic. Yeah. Those, the really fast-looking glasses. No, 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 white no, no. Beater, let me bandana. There's so many stereotypes going on right now. Let, let me paint the, let me some Janko jeans. Oh Jesus! And just let, some true religion. Up to the library. Pause. Just rolling up to library. <laughs> let me let me paint. Library. Let me paint. Let me paint. Hang this on, bro. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Hanging out, smoking some hookah. Rolling up to the library. Putting her in neutral. Just giving a little. Run, run. Oh and boy. then uh he's gonna you know, put the kickstand oh, out looking over at the first chick and going what's up bitch no 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 let me paint this picture so number one Biker boys number one we always parked in the fire lane next to the patio and, oh boy and at one point one of the bouncers decided he was gonna be a hard ass come over start yelling at us and i told him to fuck right off that didn't go Ooh, over that didn't go hard. over super well um hang on hang on hang on before you get further basically what i'm picturing is fred durst <laughs> no 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 we were past that point a little bit um and i never really rode without a helmet like ever there's like two times i did and and they were very specialty times uh but we'll get into that a different day uh no so i would wear shorts and t-shirts when it was really hot and uh, no, there was not throw it into neutral and give it a little rev. Okay, there was when we rolled out of fucking uh, a library there, we would turn right and go down through campus there. And oh, my 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 favorite thing was to um, put it into second, wind it up to as fast as it would go in second, which with the bike being geared for that was about forty miles an hour, and then pull the clutch in and just. Re bounce that thing off rev limiter 15,000 rpms the entire way down that road and literally all i would do is like rev limiter and as i would slow down i would slip the clutch so it was like 
all the way until we reached the other end by campus. <laughs> Never point. grenaded a motor? No. Same fucking motors in that bike right there. How that was the bike it? I did it on. How wild is it to think that at that time, like, that was considered cool? <laughs> Oh my I was the coolest God. fucking guy. Because nowadays You're people would be like, "What the fuck is wrong dude. with you?" They're oh, like, "What man. is fuck is wrong dude, with you?" Dude, think about it. Everybody, everybody pays all this big money for these cars to have these uh, these flames and gurgles and pops, and I was doing it for fuck a thousand bucks. And yeah, bike. and and unless it's <laughs> unless the motor is a fucking rotary motor, it's louder than a fucking car. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Nope. That would that would be what I did, dude. And it didn't matter if I was by myself or I would do it with a chick on the back too. Like it was awesome. Oh yeah. I, I, mean, I was picturing. Look, how many times you go up and down Fraternity Village Drive? All the time. The <laughs> so, so I would. So let me. I would, dude. I would get there, basically undo the zipper and just flop it out oh and be like, God. "Yep, big dicks here, boys. Oh big dicks." God. Is that here. why there's a giant dent in the top of the gas tank? Exactly. My balls had to sit in it, bro. Oh. So, Not because he was sitting on the tank doing fucking wheelies on it. No, bro. The Fred, so yeah, basically, the, basically, yeah, Fred Durst. Yeah, something like that. So, oh did you God. listen to Chocolate Starfish? I have that on my play, my 2022 playlist in my phone, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, he was li- he was getting on his crotch rocket listening to break stuff on the way to work. Jesus. Yeah, sometimes. So. Oh my God. You got anything 20. else? Well, you- anyway, enough about me, crotch rockets, Kawasaki, and and whatever. Let's talk about the race, boys. Well, we are because we're gonna call Kev. We're gonna let you go, and we're gonna call Kev. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, you're letting me go right now? Hang yeah. on a second. I had a couple things I was gonna ask you guys. What time's Kev coming on? Uh, as soon as I get off the phone with you here, like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, you didn't lock him in with a time, dude. I asked, and he, and then he never responded. That I texted him fifteen minutes ago with, I said status, and he said, "Oh shit, call." And I said, "Give me five minutes." Uh, twenty minutes. Five ago. minutes ago. Nice. <laughs> On professional shit. Anyway, all right. Well, I I will leave you guys with a couple topics if you guys want to jump on them. Um, I did have my Kawi experience on there. I was going to talk about, so we we've knocked that out. Yep. Um. Barsh, um, to me, is might be becoming one of the older guys that you appreciate more and like a little more. He yes. seems to be turning some kind of little leaf. He talked really slow on the podium, which was weird. And, uh, you know, that little comment about AP makes me think that uh, AP might be on a gas gas next year. Possibly. So, That's um, a big rumor. I think it would be really cool and great for the sport to have both of those guys on the same team. Well, it's going to be the um, or Spanish, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Second thing, um, dude, how gnarly this sport is. Um, just sit there and think about sitting on the gate. You rode a dry, dirty, dusty-ass track all day. You get, you're get you on the gate. You're revved up. You're ready to go. This thing's about to drop. They pull you off. You got to sit there for 20 minutes, and then it ain't dry no more. You don't get a sight lap, nothing. You're bonsaiing into this track never touching it just wet and soupy and muddy and you're jumping all the jumps them 250 boys sent it sent it the first lap i was like because i was thinking i was like okay like they're going out there it's going to take about three laps to get a you know get a flow figure out where the dry spots are at fucking ansty first lap just honestly i don't know about you guys but i was sitting there i was going he's he's just going to double everything like he's even going to check up on the far side triple nope Dry line sends it. I'm like, holy shit! I was shit. expecting, yeah, Daytona yeah. I, I don't think it's. I think it's pretty overlooked how gnarly that is to just, you know, how those guys were feeling on the gate. Like, oh shit, I gotta go send it on something that's 
180 degrees different than what they were doing all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hell of a 250 main crazy night Mudman and Steve when he was out front I was like oh shit I forgot about him in the mud <laughs> oh I'm gonna talk about that too because I'm the same way bro I'm like how the fuck did I for-? like when Max rips the holy I was like how did I forget about my boy being arguably the best mud rider in the world I was even thinking about him I was like ah uh, Jet and Hunter 100%. Jet Hunter and maybe Volan I was yep. thinking those three and I was like how the fuck did I forget about Max yep yep, yep. and then uh, last thing I'll leave you guys with is uh, Roxon's heat race that was uh that was impressive. He looked really good, and uh, look, he, man, I, I don't he know. whipped Maybe it out too and threw it at Webb. What's that? <laughs> he whipped it out and threw it at Webb. Oh, he also. regrouped. I honestly thought when Coop drove in the inside of him before the whoops, I was like, all right, Coop, that just fucked Kenny mentally. Coop's just gonna ride away, not to a big lead, but like a Coop lead, like nope. two, three seconds. Nope. Kenny's and Kenny's like it. swinging between. Kenny's like, back. nope, nope. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. And um, yeah. I like how Kenny did not look happy on the podium. Like, he's not okay with... Like, he... Kenny looks like he knows where he should be now, and he's not second-guessing it, and I and I like that, especially editing the Supercross, going into outdoors, depending on however many he wants to run. Because we all said at the beginning of the season, like, Kenny's just... He's good. He's happy to be there because he's trying to figure this bike out. Now he knows where he needs to be, and mm-hmm. he's not happy yep. with just getting on the box anymore. Yep. So I like yep. that. It's good. It's good to see him out of, yep. you know, so... Yep, I like that. Uh, clutch ride by Eli, and then... Uh, Hell of a night for the next guy on the phone, Mr. Kevin Moran's top 10. So, oh, yeah. Um, super cool. Starts paid off. I guess I didn't really think he was a mud man, but. Uh, I don't think he really he is, is, to be honest with you. That's the thing. Yeah. Because I, I think know. we, I think you and me have asked him this before <clears throat> about him in the mud, and he's just like, I, I guess. Because it's more yeah. outdoors. Yeah. And, but, well, uh, you're about to find out. You guys, I'm sure, will ask him. And then, uh, you know, the last thing I'll have you guys ask him is, uh, how's the bike work going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, So. all right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. Glad the uh, first week of the job went well. Yeah, brother, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess, what's your your flight schedule like next week coming back? Or are you driving Uh, back with the boys? Yeah, so I I don't know where I'll be at Sunday night. I might be able to call in and talk to you guys for a little bit again. But uh, I will be in Nashville. Um, So the Kawasaki folks are nice enough that, I get to look like a baller in front of my friends. So um, instead of flying back here to Detroit, back home, um, just flying to Nashville from the training and getting picked up down there. So thank you, Kawasaki, for making me look cool in front of my friends. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be down there. Day race. You doing, early in the morning. You guys doing and, Sweet Life? Uh, no Sweet Life. No Sweet Life. Um, so sweets are... And we were going to try to get one, but they're usually, you know, for the dealers and, and business oriented. Um, that's why a oh, lot I, of I was talking the Kawasaki suite. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's for for business. Ah, got it. Got it. So got like, Cole's so like a lot right of the here, local dealers, be like a right lot there. of local dealers in the area will be there, and cool. uh, they took up the tickets. So got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool, man. Well, so. it was good talking to you. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I guess we'll uh, we'll chat this week, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk this week, and then, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be in touch. I'll probably be shooting you guys over some bullshit from the race, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to see Hunter Lawrence wrap one up. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Hopefully, Max Ancy moves into second in the points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Deegan Hater. Oh, boy. No, we're not going to get into that. Oh, boy. Uh, not doing that Not doing Deegan that anymore. Hater. He got a new haircut, and he's still hating on Deegan. Uh, oh, boy. And he looks and like him. All right, cool, man. We'll talk to you later, buddy. See you, hey, man. Later, boys. See you.
I resent that. All right. <laughs> that was... That was Mr. Kawasaki. Mr. Kawasaki. A little weird. A little weird, to be honest with you. A <clears throat> little weird. Super weird. Like you're like you I know, like just being all I know. suave now. Being I can't like, understand it. Being like Hayden Deegan, apparently. Yeah, just I mean, just like Hayden Deegan. Yeah, just like him. Just That's not wild. As, just millions of dollars less. Yeah, just a lot less money. So much less money. <laughs> don't ride a star bike. No, don't ride a star bike. No, don't, don't have a sister there. Don't have a hot mom. Hello. Yo, Kevin Morans. Welcome to the Moto Aftermath show, bud. No, we're already on. I like it. We are. We are. Kevin Moran's brought to you by Isaac Nelson Designs. Top 10 450 Absolutely. finisher. Absolutely. Top 10 yes, sir. 450 like boy. Okay. First, what, what I have. What do you guys think of that? Dude, I got some hard hitting questions about this top 10 here. <laughs> okay. First off, did we figure out the KTM contingency? Uh, I mean, I know what it is. Yes. Because apparently you need is to be on a Kawasaki. Great? Still? No. Is it $700? No, it's two grand for seven. Nice. Way better. What would it have been on a Kawasaki? <laughs> That's a good question. That would probably be five grand on a Kawasaki. You should get on a Kawasaki. <laughs> we know a guy that can get yeah, you a deal. <laughs> um, what is, what is the, uh, what's the regular payout from Feld for a seventh place? Because I don't even know. I think some. I don't even know either, honestly, because I've never looked that high up. But now we got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think somebody. I think somebody said three grand. Oh, okay, cool. Well, so that's a that's a successful night there of riding in the mud. Yeah, not too shabby. I mean, I'm just happy. I'm. I'm hoping the bike's okay. I mean, we got to wash, but I'm gonna have to tear all the plastics, everything off, and actually like do a deep clean when I get to Nashville. Oh, yeah. Well, that bitch is going to have to get stripped. <laughs> yeah, that thing is. Yeah. Oh, I wow. just put brand new chains and sprockets on, too, right before this <sighs> round. I'm going to have to do it again. Well, That's unfortunate. It's a good thing we got a sponsor for that. Exactly. So. You know, I think Kev's the... I'd have to go back and look, but I think Kev's the first privateer to get a top 10 and a 450, like a true privateer. God, dude, I think you'd have to go back like 15 years. What do you mean? Like a true privateer to actually well, get a top I mean, 10. Kate and them were getting them last year. Star- was he in, but he wasn't yeah, inside was the Starling top 10. Starling got one last year. Was he inside the top 10, though? I thought he was just 10th. Wasn't it Detroit that they were like 8, 9, uh, 10 or Yeah, something? I think. I don't know. I think both of them did get 10th. Like, I know Starling's was a 10th, and I think that like Norrin's or whoever else, or Cade's was a 10th as well. So that's what I mean. So like good, but I mean like inside a top 10. I think you have to go back quite a few years before somebody in. Granted, the. Tenth for for Justin was good, but I mean, like inside the top ten, I think you'd have to go back a long ways, man. I don't know that, or you mean just go back to another mud race kind of deal, and somebody could have squeaked it in. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, that'd be interesting. It's a big deal. All right, so run us through what's going through your mind last night, because I mean, at least you're not a 250 guy who's sitting on the line, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, go sit in the tunnel for the next two fucking hours and just wait it out. So what what's going through your mind sitting in the pits, kind of waiting this whole thing out? Oh man, I really didn't know if we we're gonna race. So like when it was all going down, uh, I got to be kind of quick. I got like ten minutes, by the way. That's fine. But anyway, uh, um, uh, no, dude, when we got that with the heat race i was stoked with my heat race i mean i rode pretty good i mean mm-hmm. i was got a decent jump my drive was really not that good for me but i came out of the corner like fifth still so i was like pretty happy with that all things considered um and then got past for like six seventh i felt like i was getting in a lull and i was like oh my goodness i'm just gonna keep going backwards kind of deal like i, I felt that feeling before 
And I just like, I literally like told myself, I was like, Kevin, you're not doing this shit. Like you are not going to an LCQ, like keep it up. So I kind of turned it back up and then pulled away from Dino and uh, Hill a little bit and got my gap back. And then, yeah, finished seven and looked back and I figured it was like Clayson or somebody behind me. So when I saw Dino and Hill, I'm like, yo, that is sick. <laughs> um, then we're sitting there after the heat race. I know the LCQs are coming up. Happy I'm not in the LCQ. LCQs finish up and we're literally our whole entire page just getting stripped down because they know it's coming in. So we're trying to get everything put up, all the tents and everything, so they don't get soaked. Um, that being said, as soon as they, like, wait, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, we saw a couple cracks of lightning, and all of a sudden, everybody's, like, running out of the stadium. Like, they're emptying the stadium. And I'm like, holy shit, this is real. Like, yeah. this has never happened before for as long as I can remember, obviously. And even Ricky said the same thing. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. So that was insane. We sit there. We're just sitting in a trailer with our bikes inside the trailer, just like sitting in, tra- in the trailer for probably like a good 45 minutes, like all just discussing what is the scenario here? Are we going to race? Are we not going to race? How's the forecast look? It's lightning and lightning and lightning. Every time it, you see a strike of lightning, you got to add 30 minutes. Strike lightning, you got to add 30 minutes because you got to have 30 minutes without lightning, I think, or something like that within X amount radius. So we were kind of going over like the situations like, okay, so – Another situation that we were playing with is the stadium apparently has a cutoff of midnight. If it is not able to be done by midnight, it's a no-go. Okay. So we're sitting there. It's past 10. You know, it's still storming. We're like, dude, like this could potentially get canceled. Like, what do they do in that situation? I was like, they better not make us qualify for a main event again. Like, yo, I just made the main event. You better just run another main somewhere. So then we're talking and we're like, oh, well, they'll just probably do like a Seattle doubleheader kind of thing where – Everybody who qualified will just do like a main event Friday or some shit like that. I, we didn't know what was going to go down. So we're all game planning for what's going to happen, this and that. And then out of the blue, we're like, they're like, 25 minutes, uh, 2.50 is going to start. And we're like, what? Like, that came out of nowhere really quick. Everybody just ran up there pretty much. And then, yeah, dude, that was kind of like what we're, the thought process was, we don't know. We don't know what we're getting into. We know the track is going to be absolutely dog water when we get up there so yeah man it was just kind of gnarly that whole situation talking it out got up there was watching the 250 main and i'm like oh dude they're still like hitting the jumps like this isn't gonna be too terrible and then by the end of their main they're all rolling the jumps and i'm like yep they just completely destroyed the track for us thanks boys (laughs) dude we we were just talking about that with cole of like those 250 boys went out and they fucking sent it like when yeah. I when I started watching that and I'm watching them go down the start straight and it's just like water everywhere, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like Daytona 05, like just rolling, barely getting through. And then they come up to like the first triple and it's just like, yeah, and they just jump it. I'm like, holy well, hell, even, shit. For even like two or three laps, the rhythm section after the finish, Volan was still going two, three. Yeah. And I'm like, no fucking way. I mean, he was the only one. I think Jet did it a yeah, few times, I but mean, I was like, no way. It was pretty, it was pretty hard packed. And you got to think, like the track was brand new and fresh because they were on the line when they got ripped off the line. Right. So like the rhythms were rebuilt. Everything was pretty good for them to start. And then they, and then downpour came. So it was still hard packed and prep when they started, but they didn't get, we didn't, the the track did not get touched for the old 450 boys. (laughs) No, 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 they didn't. They did not go out there and do track work. No, they were like, Nope. They were just like, good luck boys. Good luck. Send it. (laughs) 
Did they? And they didn't give you guys a sight yeah. lap or anything either. They were just like, "Good luck." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, what is your what is your thought process there? As now you've seen the two fifty guys go, and you see them kind of jumping everything, but towards the end they're basically rolling. It's obviously just shit. It's still raining. When that gate drops, what is your thought process of like going into that first corner and that first rhythm section? Is it just like, well, we'll just send it off the first one and see what the hell happens? Or are you thinking I should probably tiptoe or or what are you thinking? I was really just focused on getting a good jump. Like, I'm so happy I'm good at starts. Oh, my goodness. Um, But I was just really focused on getting a good jump, getting a good start. And I was like, told myself going into it, I was like, just Take what comes to you. Don't force it. Just take what feels right. Like, if you got to roll everything, you're rolling everything. Like, don't go out there and weed yourself up, anything like that. I was like, I knew regardless, even if you get a bad start, you do nothing. You just stay on two wheels. You're going to beat quite a few dudes probably. Mm -hmm. So, to get a good jump, got out to a pretty good little spot to the point where, like, the dudes in front of me were obviously, like, ripping. So, it's not like I was on somebody's rear wheel trying to get around anybody. So, I had pretty clear vision the whole time. So for me, it was just the jumps weren't too terrible just to double through everything. The finish line and the triple, I didn't hit the finish line for the first couple laps. And then Dino got around me and he hit it in front of me and I just followed him over because he went wide. I had it, I went to the inside the first two laps. So we'll just say lap three. I don't I can't remember exactly what lap, but he goes wide and I know he's going wide to hit it. So I said, screw it. Followed his line. He just got into it and I just sat into it too. And I'm like, that thing is the sketchiest jump I've ever hit at Supercross. <laughs> but I was like, that is, that's four seconds a lap, dude. Like, that is such an advantage. So I was oh, like, yeah. I got to keep hitting this as long as I can to get as much of a up on all these dudes as I, as I possibly can. So I did that for maybe four laps or whatever. And then, like, the fourth lap, I got, I barely made it, cross threaded on the landing, almost weeded myself off the next little double. And I'm like, okay, I think we're just going to relax on this one. Did, did um, so you ever, yeah, it's just, it's coming. It's, go ahead. Did you ever jump the triple? No, nope, I did not. Dino hit it right in front of me and I was going to hit it right behind him. Just like I did the finish line. But the line that those guys were hitting was super, super choppy. So unless you got like a clean run and your rear end did not bounce, you weren't getting it. Hmm. And every time I was committed to going for it, my rear end bounced. And I was like, Nope, we're just going to double single. And you stayed on too the whole time. You never tipped over or anything. Never tipped over. Got real close in the loop several times, but never tipped over. Sick. So I got. I only got two questions for Kev. That before he goes, first yeah. one is: At what point was it after Norn went down that you like started like actually realizing like you're going to get seventh? And the other question is: Before you answer um, that, is what was that feeling when you came back across the start straight on the final lap before the checkered flag? What What was the emotions going through your your mind and through? And I imagine through your stomach. There is no emotions at all in the last lap because I was stressed about getting past in the last lap. So he's like, like I, couldn't, brick. I couldn't take it in. Yeah, I could not take it in because uh, um, I didn't really know where I was. I knew, like I said, I started fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere around there. I got passed by like four dudes, and I was like, okay, like I'm probably sitting 12th to 16th, 17th, somewhere around there. I don't know where everybody is. And I'm kind of looking for Chris. Chris doesn't have anything on the pit board. Obviously, it's raining. You're not going to get anything on the pit board. So maybe seven laps, six, about six laps into it, I see him, like, sticking his hands out. But I'm like, what the hell, dude? He's only got two hands up. Like, what is he trying to do? 
go around another lap and he's kind of the same thing go around the next lap and i like make sure to look at him and i'm like holy shit this dude's got a five and a three up we're in single digits right now <laughs> yeah i was like so that's, i was like cause if i was outside the top 10 like there's no way for him to do it but i'm like bro i'm inside the top 10 right now <laughs> but i was like i just had in my mind i was like dudes that that means if i'm inside the top 10 i was like dudes are coming so mm, i was just yeah. like breathe Click off your laps. Don't do anything stupid. Just double everything and just make sure you can double everything instead of rolling things. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I was doing. And then the last yeah, couple laps when I realized I had a, a little bit of a gap on Benny. But like a big thing is Benny always talks crap on us because he's like, you'll never beat me in a supercross. Like legitimately, if I'll go down. You beat me. That doesn't count kind of deal. So this one I knew was legit. And I was like, just did not want him to pass me. And I saw that Barsha was coming up to, to lap everybody behind us. And I don't think that he lapped uh, Benny. So I knew on the last lap, the worst I could do was eighth. But the best I could do was seventh and beat Benny. So the whole lap, I'm just like, hit your marks. Hit your marks. Hit your marks. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. And I'm going through the woods on the last lap. And boy, I tell you, I just about threw that away so (laughs) bad. I like rolled from the left side to the right side, swapping off, feet off the peg, just pumped up to the moon because I'm like, just trying to stay in front of Benny. And I wish I would have just looked back because he pretty much like kind of gave up on the last lap and just like rolled a lot. So I had a plenty of a gap, but so yeah, I didn't get to take it in. Even when I went over the finish line, I was like, I was just like surreal. I was like, am I going to get penalized for something? Like I, I don't like getting my hopes up for anything. Mm. So I was just waiting a little bit, came over to the sidelines and they had me up on the board in seventh or whatever. And I was like, that is so sick. <laughs> Dude, That's awesome, dude. I gotta say, so I was watching. I was watching you, obviously, on the pylon on the side of the screen there, and because like the, it was hard for me to tell. Number one, because of the mud. Number mm-hmm. two, you're running this weekend a white bike with like white gear, so like that just doesn't register in my mind at all. And uh, so yeah. I'm watching, and like lap two, you're like fourth or fifth, and I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Like I didn't even see him start up front. And then I'm watching it yeah. like lap three clicks by and you're still in like fifth. And I'm like, the fuck is happening? Like, is there a transponder issue? Like, what the fuck's happening here? And then uh-huh. and then like things must have started happening. That's when a few guys got you and you drop back to eighth. And I'm like, nope, he's legitimately in the top ten. Like, son of a bitch. And then I'm like counting guys behind you. And I'm like, okay, so you've got like Benny. You've got Hill. You've got this. I'm like, okay, so there's a couple guys that might get him. But outside of that, like he should still yeah, get Anderson, in the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Anderson but, stalled out, it was yeah. like, okay, Kev's, Kev's got seventh. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but like he still should be in the top ten no matter what. And so then I'm just watching the whole race, like where you're at. And you were in eighth, and then all of a sudden you were in seventh again, like the last couple laps. I'm like, he's about to get seventh place in this main, son of a bitch. Like, this is insane. <laughs> so, like, super, dude, super pumped for you, man. Like, awesome. literally stoked. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just watching it going, no matter what, unless he wads it completely here, he's getting a career best inside the top 10 in a 450 main, which is just epic. So, yeah. Thank you. <sighs> That's awesome, man. And it nobody is. can nobody can take it away from you, dude. Like you're gonna be in the record books nope. here, just like the whole shot thing and the leading the lap. You now are in the record books as a top ten four fifty main event guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, son. <laughs> and in twenty years, no one will even remember it was a mud race. Nope. <laughs> nope. Exactly. Nobody's going to Nobody's gonna see seventh place, Kevin Moran. You could just point to your point to your kids and be like, see that right there? Your yep. dad top ten in yep. a four fifty race. Yep. 
And then they'll look it up and they'll be like, Dad, there was a weather delay for two hours. <laughs> well, what the hell happened? They'll be like, yo, don't look at that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. So, all right, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Again, congratulations, Congrats, dude. Man. That, was, awesome. Uh, that was awesome to see. So, Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the continued support, and I'm sure I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck in Nashville. Later. All righty. Sounds good. All right. Kevin Moran's, everyone. Top 10, 450 Supercross Supercross guy. guy. Seriously, though, I'm going to go look this up, and I'll have this for Nashville. I know that Starling and Cade got, but I think they just got 10th. I was talking about You're talking inside. Inside the top 10. I think you have to go back a long You're going like Dino stat. Like, oh, he's been 10th, but he wants to be in the top 10. Because, look, don't get me wrong. 10th is great. That's awesome. Privateer anytime. Yeah. But, I mean, to be inside the top 10, you start putting yourself in a different category as a full-on privateer. Because that's the thing is, is like, Starling, okay, but Cade still technically is on a team, was on a team. Yeah. Starling, different. But even Starling, though, you could say has has more support, I guess you could say, yeah. financially probably than Kev. Yeah, he's got... Not nothing he away has, from Kev's he has, sponsors. He has his, his setup locked in. Yeah, so I think it's it's nothing, nothing, taking nothing away from those guys, but I think it's just a bigger deal for Kev than all these Hon- other guys. Honest question for you. Right now with the field the way it is, what's, what's Kev's ceiling on a normal... Race day with the guys right now. Yeah. Well, if you also got to think about, we don't know, but AP. Yeah. What's, what what's and AC? Same thing. Yeah. Um, I think if if Kev is locked in and Kev is riding to the potential that we know that he can get, I think he could be ten to thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I was gonna say. 10, I was, uh, yeah, 10, like ten to twelve. There. Yeah. Tenth. T- tenth might be pushing it because you're still talking about like Justin Hill, Josh, Josh Hill, Hill, Dino. But like an eleventh or twelfth, I mean, dude, he could he could get a twelfth, eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, and, two that, more, two and more that's times exactly what I was saying last night. Is like when I'm watching that and I'm seeing him in like seventh, eighth, and it's like, okay, Anderson's behind him, but Anderson's way behind him because mm-hmm. Anderson's not riding good. And then you've got like the Hill brothers. It's like okay, and like Chiz there, okay, and it's like so these couple guys could get him. Ando's way back here doing whatever. Okay, he's still going to get a top 10 finish, in my opinion, there, if he doesn't go down. And then, obviously, he did, and those guys didn't get him. Because so. we've said this about Kev before, even in outdoors. Kev doesn't have that sprint speed. He doesn't have that outright no. speed that's going to blow your doors off, and it's part of the reasons why sometimes in the heat races he gets a good start and he falls back and has to go to the LCQ. Yep. But the one thing you can say about Kevin is through a 20-plus-1 main, yep. he is consistent lap after lap yeah, after yeah. lap, yep. which has put him in the situations that he has, which is why, with the field being depleted, and this is taking nothing away from, you know, even if he does, it's still like you're doing it. I could see Kev. I could see Kev getting 11th, Kev getting the 12th. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's because he even outdoors. I know at the end of a main, he's not going to be falling off two and a half, three seconds a lap. No, he's just not going to. That's not who Kev is. So, nope. so OK, so we're going to um, <clears throat> we're going to about an hour in here. We're going to take a quick break here. Reset stuff. Uh, we'll come back with the 450 race recap, 250 race recap. We'll do. We'll talk some futures. We'll talk to Bobby Piazza. We'll get into all of it here. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick break. Everything reset, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Okay, we are gonna jump in here. We're gonna do our 450 race recap. Brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Gutterworks gutters always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. Perfect time. Perfect, Perfect time. timing. So thanks to Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out. Link Thank in the guys. description down below. Okay. And uh, speaking of Barsha. Gets it done. 
Well, he pulls it off. You know, I was just talking to Wyman about this on Friday night, and obviously, I didn't like. I knew weather was coming in, but I didn't know if it was going to be a full mutter. Yeah. And I was like, Barsha's going to get a win before the end of this year. Holy shit! I predicted the future because, <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, he's been so close. So Indy, close. he was right there. Honestly, I don't think anybody would disagree. If they had another lap, he probably would have won Indy. Yep. Not taking anything away from Kenny, he's been close the last couple weekends. It was it was coming. Obviously, of course, it had to happen. It had to be a mutter. But, Always. dude, I think he can get. I think he can get another dub before the end of the year with the way things are shaking out. Yeah, a few more rounds. He he's, could look. Cole said this when we had on the phone. You know, it, it took. It took 14 years of being a professional, but I think he's finally turned a leaf. Well, hold on here now. We have to erase the sign. It has now been zero days hmm. since Barsha's last incident because yeah. Oh, now yeah. don't get me wrong. I don't really. No, the that, chase thing and yeah, the Kenny thing. Yeah, that was... Look, they even said it on the broadcast, and James is right. It only look Maybe maybe Ricky said it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It only looks worse because it was Chase. If yeah. that would have been like Benny or whoever, it would have been like, yeah. okay. And look, Justin never even made contact with him. He just fucking threw it in. Chase hesitated, and he just happened to have the misfortune of when he pivoted out of the corner, he clipped Barsha's rear wheel. Yeah. It's not like he just sawed off his front end. No, no, no. Freaking, no, no. what was it, San Diego or whatever happened. At the yeah, beginning of the and year. if anybody's out there saying that, you're a moron. Yeah. So we'll just put that out and there. And Kenny, same thing with Kenny. He just ran Kenny wide, and Kenny just rolled up into the berm and then got into the muck. And look, dude, Barsha won that race fair and square. Mm-hmm. And hometown boy. Hometown boy, hometown race. Man, that was, that was cool. I was happy for him, man. You know, I've. I've watched Barsha for a very, very long time. I've fed out of this love-hate relationship with him because we've said it that sometimes when he puts his helmet on, he kind of I think he forgets he has a brain inside of his skull. Yeah, it's like a moron. And he went through his early days in the 250s. But I've always liked Barsha, partially because I've watched him grow. I was with a lot of dudes. We raced him as amateurs. I've I've seen Barsha literally through his entire career. And and it's cool to see him finally reach a point in his career that I think he's okay with who he is. Like people say that he's always been that way because of his attitude. But I don't think people realize there was a long time, and he addressed it a little bit on the Gypsy Tales podcast. There was a time where he would just kind of, like, he let the noise get to him for a little bit. And there's yeah. like, oh, is Barsha just going to be this one and done? He didn't have a good relationship with Honda when they ended. We know the shit that went on with Yamaha. I think he's finally happy with who he is, and he's okay with it. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. I think he's just good with it, man. He's just he, loving life. He's got what? He's got. He's on the two-year deal. Two-year deal. And then he's probably going to be done. He's got the BAM TV, which I think might have been the greatest thing ever happened to him. He could yep. be himself. Yep. And I think he's just kind of becoming who he is. And it's funny, too, that the the main ended with him going one, Eli getting second, and Kenny getting third. Because I'm sitting there watching him going, I feel like I'm watching 2012 250 Supercross <laughs> all over again. Because that's what kind of was for a long time. It was yeah, Justin, yeah. Eli, and then Kenny. And But you know what? Congrats to Barsha. And I think he can get another one before the end of the year. Yeah. I really do. And a dry race. Yeah. Because he's obviously had the speed. Yeah. The option, the options there where he could get another one. Now, Willie, that's a whole nother question. Don't know. But But it's a possibility. Yeah. It's definitely a possibility. And he's not. And man. He's not, he's not fifth or worse anymore, Barsha. Like he's one, he's in the box. And here's the future headline outdoor season's going to be good. That's another thing I was saying is, is I think we have this idea if Dylan's healthy that it's Chase, Eli, Dylan, and Jet, and then there's this next wave of dudes. I think that Barsha's that one guy that if he's if you're gonna pick any of the dudes outside of AC's healthy, that can mix it in. Well, we there. have a pyramid now, so check this out. So we have Jet. Oh, okay. And then, then you know we, I've been well, I've been gone have, for a while. I'm gonna let that slide. Then we have Chase and Eli, and then you get down and we have Dylan and Barsha and Kenny. 
Boom. Look at that pyramid we got. So I'm honestly going to put the four at the top. It's the same. And then Barsha's right here. Because I think those four are just kind of like but all with the same. jet at the top. The peak, the, the peak block is jet. And then we have the two... Eli Chase. No, no, Jet. Okay, whatever. Then we have whatever. Then we have Barsha. Whatever. Egg Kenny. We're gonna find out. And yeah, look, so. that's a great thing. We're gonna find out. But yes, Barsha outdoors. It's gonna be frisky. And Dylan. Well, Dylan's Dylan's leaps and bounds above Barsha, in my opinion, outdoors if he's healthy. Sure. Anyway, um, all right. So <laughs> he won by fourteen seconds. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomac second. Pulled it together here on After, what was a weird day. That could have... God, I'm so is glad it, he didn't hurt himself. Is it? Is it kind of weird that you have... Like, Eli's in full-blown, just conservative mode right now. Definitely last night, which managed mode. Which ultimately night, ended being second anyway. Last week, like, he's... Well, here's the thing, though. We've said this about Eli this year. He doesn't if push he, it if he, he doesn't, doesn't, if he doesn't feel If he doesn't feel it, so is like... Is it managed mode, or that's just kind of where he is in his career? I mean, you could call I, it. I mean, I think mode. it's a little bit of both yeah. there, but um, yeah. But the thing is, it's like okay, so managed mode got him second last night, like whatever. Managed mode last week got him like fifth, which wasn't great. Um, but I mean, it's kind of who you, it's kind of where he is though. Like, here's the thing though. Now we've seen this a couple weeks in a row. If he if I know ifs, what should have buts, nuts, all that crap. Mm-hmm. But if he has to wick it back up, like let's say Chase wins next week, let's mm-hmm. just let's just play real hypothetical here. Let's say Chase wins. Let's say him and Coop get fourth and fifth again. So now Chase puts another seven points on him there. So now he's either tied or ahead of Coop. I don't even know how many points there's. Not a lot between them now. And now he's within like ten of Eli with two rounds to go. Can Eli? Can he wick it back up? I mean, he did two mains at Glendale. He won I, two yeah. out of three. I mean, but that's the big question there. And then I think we'll if get he feels like he has to, I think if he feels like he has to, I really do. I think right now, I think getting eleven on Coop. I think Coop has to more worry about Chase catching him for second in points. Um, Here's a real question: What the fuck was that in practice yesterday with Chase? No, with Eli. Oh, I mean, dude, I, th- I we. I mean, we all know what happened. Like he hit that jump, and it was slightly different than he thought, and it blew his hand off the bar. But, like, you don't see that with Eli. So, like, what the fuck happened there? It might have just been a, a lapse in concentration, man. He might have just thought it was just a normal... Because that was just a little double out of the corner. Yeah. And I think that it was just one of those things that, like, we talk about... I talk about this with Chase. These guys are so good that muscle memory comes into play. And I think it was just one of those things that it, it loaded up, it bottomed, and I don't think he was thinking about it. He's like, oh, dude, this is a double over. I can fucking hit this shit in fifth gear if I wanted to and just lug it over. In my sleep. In my sleep, and like he could do it with his eyes closed, and I think it was just one of those things that like these guys are just so programmed to do easy shit like that that they don't think about it, and when it unloaded on him, I think he just it happened so quickly because you because when you it bottom you could see his wrist flex back, mm-hmm. and I think what happened is when it did and then it unloaded, I think all of his muscles tightened up, and I don't think he could react as quick, and it just pitched him. I I think most people look at shit like that and they're like, how is a guy like that? How does that happen? Like I said, these guys work on so much muscle memory that I don't think that sometimes we realize that stuff like that they don't think about doing. They don't think about doing a double it's like, like when that. it's kind of like when a normal person walks through their house and they have to walk by something and they do it every single day, no problem, no problem, no problem. Exactly. And then you stub your toe on it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, like that's a. It's yeah. a good example though. I, it I really know. is. I know. I know. I really think that that's what it is. He just thought like, hey, this is normal, and then it happens so quick. Yep. You just your your brain can't catch up to what's happening and. 
I am just glad that, that was not a blown out knee because I honestly was sitting there. Everybody was like, oh, a shoulder or his hand. Or I'm like, dude, no, he is limping bad. I'm like, did he just blow his knee out? <laughs> Which part of been. me was like, oh, my God, we just got robbed of outdoors. Yeah. Like I would have been I would I'd have been gutted for him for the fact that that probably would have been the end of it for him. I'm not. Look, I'm just going to say I'm not sold on the outdoors what do you until mean? we're midway through the outdoors and he's still riding. What do you mean? I know this is a conversation for outdoors, but what do you mean? I just uh, what do you mean by that? He said he was going to do outdoors. Mm-hmm. He said he's locked in. When he was when he said that, he was in the middle of winning a bunch of races. Yeah. Now we're coming off a second place in the mud. Had a crash in practice, a fifth place, kind of. That was. But also, a great there's race. Mo- there's motivation though for outdoors, man. Like he went out to with Chase last year. Yeah. You got Jet coming up. If Dylan's going to be healthy, like he has motivation. He doesn't have a reason to. Yeah. But he has motivation but, to. But here, but here's my concern, and this is the this is the thing. The end of Supercross here, obviously, so far. Because you're going to get two weeks. Rounds, yeah. Get two weeks from the last round to Paula isn't going superb we'll call it yeah he's not dominating no he's not at this point but the question is 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 he trying to that well that's a big question well we will never know that the true answer to that question but if he goes the next three weeks here and he doesn't win a race and it comes down and it's close at the end okay and then we go into outdoors and let's say the first two three rounds let's say they don't go well Mm -hmm. okay let's say he is working his ass off there to get third or fourth does he really keep going all summer, or does he go? Ah, fuck he this. He doesn't I'm have a, just he doesn't have a reason to. But I think the motivation is the fact of he went to war with Chase last year. If Dylan's healthy, and mm-hmm. the big thing is, and I've said this multiple times, with Jet coming up and all the hype, you know how much of a notch in his belt it would be to shut down the Jet train for yeah. him to go out there and say, "Oh, I, I put look, Jet's going to be great. He's going to he may could be one of the best of all time." But my old ass shut the kid down. Mm-hmm. Look, he will never say this. Nobody ever publicly would say this, that he gives a shit, because maybe he doesn't. But we know these guys, even with somebody as accomplished as Eli, which he's probably going to go down as one of the three greatest of all time, to shut the jet hype train down in his hoorah, I don't even know the word, season, <laughs> you know that's uh, that'd yeah, be like, yeah. check. Yep. It's a motivation thing. Does he need to? Hell no. That dude does not need to prove shit to us ever yeah. again. But it's a notch. It's a motivation thing. Because, I mean, look at we when Chase was beating him all year, beating him at the beginning of the season, we sat up here after high point and we're like, does Eli, is he, can he beat Chase? <laughs> and then what does he do? He goes and beats Chase. Yeah. So I agree. But I think there's a motivation there. I, I do, but I definitely could see that. Like, yeah, he doesn't well, need to. He doesn't need to. Well, we'll find out, man. Like I said, that's just my only nerve. Is like the last few rounds don't go well, like these last two have here. Even if he wraps the title, and then you get into the first couple three rounds, and he's not because they're going to be chasing bikes set up for the first couple rounds. Yeah, and he's not battling up like for oh, because it's going to be a battle right off the bat. Yeah, because you know that no matter even if Jet. Dylan, take a little bit. Chase is going to be locked in Dude, the first round. The, it's going to be a battle. The jet hype train at the practice track has already started. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, we hear that with Chase, too. So it's like, it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care about that. We see it with Chase and then it's, it's one thing to do at the practice track, whatever. We'll get to it with mm-hmm. outdoors. But I'm just saying that even if Jet and Dylan, it takes them a little bit. Yeah. You know, Chase at Paul round one from fucking get go is going to be locked in. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. You're going to have to be on it early. Yep. So, um, all right. Uh, Kenny, third. 
just made a small mistake on that. What was it? Last lap? Dude. Two laps? Okay. So was it two laps ago? So let's let's back up here and we kind of talked about this a little bit. So the rocks and heat race battle with Webb. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Jim. Have that on camera. Yep. We're off YouTube now. Um <laughs> dude, he <laughs> he flopped the gator out there mm-hmm. right on Coop. Webb's right on Coop's chin. back. <laughs> right on back, his chin, dude. And uh, yeah, that was good because I'm with Cole and you. When Webb got him, I was like, oh, shit. He yep. just mentally killed Kenny. And then Kenny was like, nope, I'm going to go ahead and take this back. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no. And it, I mean, it's, we haven't seen that out of Kenny in a while. No, and it was good, too. On Like I said, on the on the podium and stuff, he didn't look happy with it, which I think if you'd have like, rewound probably about six rounds ago, yeah. he would have just been happy to be on the box because mm-hmm. they're still figuring the bike out, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But now you can see that he's not happy with just getting on the box anymore. Like he wants to win. Post race interview with him, Mathis's stuff. He said, "We have a base setting, so now it's much easier to make a change and go. Okay, that didn't work, and we go back to the base type stuff. Which, if they have a base setting, which again, he said he even made the comment like, if I had gotten on the bike earlier, we probably would have had this earlier in the season. Now here's the other thing, and I've heard this talked about on a couple of shows this week too. Um." Kenny is actually not looking like he's fading here. No. Late season. No. Which is weird. And here's the thing that some guy brought up. It was a caller actually on one of the shows. So he's at Honda with all this pressure. Yeah. Right. Whether whether you're Honda's main guy, because that's up for debate with, between him and Chase last year yeah. or not, there's still all this pressure on you. Now he's on a team where there isn't all that pressure. So it's not causing all that stress. And stress does weird things mm-hmm. to people. So, like, this, these health problems that we haven't really known what it is and we're kind of saying, oh, it's this or oh, it's that or whatever. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not on, I'm not on that team. That stress isn't happening in my life. I'm not having these health issues. It's just one of those coincidences that you kind of got to go. It's a mental uh, thing. Mentally, you can. That you could can- have been it. Mentally, and and we could talk. We'd be a great thing to talk about with coach. Mentally, if you, if your if your brain tells you there's a problem with your body, even if there's not, you yeah. you're, you can force your body into having a problem. Yep. You know, it's the same thing with cancer. Hypochondriac. Stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and and a lot of it is like you know, it's psychosomatic, and it's it's things you can talk yourself into having an issue, even if there's not. And the thing is, the brain's weird like that. If your brain tells you you have a problem, yeah, you can be healthy as a whistle. All of a sudden, you start developing, you know, cysts and <laughs> all this kind of crap. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like I said, the summer is going to be very interesting because we've talked about the off-camera. Is he going to split a time between outdoors and World Supercross? Is he going to do one or the other? It's going to be very interesting to see. I guess my biggest question would be is, is, does he get another win before the end of the year? I don't know about that. I think he's in that same camp with Barsha. He could. Hmm? He looks good. He could. But because, like, that heat race win where he just battled with Webb, like, that was on a dry track. Yeah. And then he came out in the mud too, and still rode. Fucking and I mean, he great. looked good at Atlanta too. Yeah, I mean, him and so, Barsha had a nice little battle. You know, Chase had his gap, but they had a yeah. nice little battle. You know, Glendale, he was kind of eh, and up. Kenny, and you know, going with that, going with the same thing with that heat race. He's not just rolling over when these guys get him. He's fighting back. He is because there's been several years here we've watched him. Somebody passes him, it's just like, oh, well, he just rolls over, shows his belly, and off they go. So, but it's not that way now. Now here's the thing. 
if they've started doing outdoor testing and he has a base setting on this bike, we all know what he can do on this bike outdoors. Yeah, that's the that was the, that's the thing is is like <laughs> this, is he going to throw his name in there? This is like the wild card for outdoors. Because the thing is, is, I've always obviously he has two outdoor four four fifty championships. To me, Kenny's always been an outdoor guy. He's always been an outdoor guy. He's yeah. always had these flashes of brilliance in Supercross. But he's always been an outdoor guy to me. He's two-time champ for yeah, a reason, And that's man. the thing is, man. Won 21 out of 24 motos. And it should have been 22 because a bike failure caused that one of them to, you know. Yep. So, and then two of them, he had a bad back. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, like. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be very, very interesting if he's going to be... Um, once again, we just don't know. Is he going to be locked in for all of outdoors or is he going to split his time? That's to there, be seen. There's only like one that it crosses over. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when Kenny's all good to go, it makes the racing a lot better. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see. I don't think he gets another win before the end of the year, but I think that he's throwing his name in the mix there. I think him and Barsha make things tough for Coop, Chase, and Eli. Um, and I think it's just kind of those two because I think everybody else is kind of leveling off right now. Yep. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Everybody else is getting ready for outdoors or getting ready for summer vacation. Take your pick. Yeah, or some of them might be getting ready for World Supercross. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, um, all right. So Sexton fourth. I think he would have been on the box. Mm. Do you think he wins that race? No, no. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't, I don't think. think so. I think he probably would have just had one mental lapse at the end of that main. Yeah. I just don't. I don't see how he would have been comfortable enough, like Barsha was, to just go and pushing it at the end of the main like like Justin was. Yeah. And I think he ultimately probably would have gotten second. I'm not going to lie. I really thought that whole, like, before Barsha came in, cleaned his front wheel, or it, before he ended up tangling up with Barsha there, I really did think, like, man, there's no way he makes it through this whole main without, yeah. without issue. Like, with all the issues he's had. But I was thinking, too, if he does make it through this whole main without an issue, Maybe he's fixed then, because like that's an easy spot to have an issue. Like, oh he's done yeah, it at all the he's done it at all the the places where like you shouldn't have issues because obviously it's dry. If he does it in this mud and doesn't have an issue, like, ooh, this is yeah. this doesn't this bodes well for him going four for four at the end of the year. I think I think the championship. I hate to say this. I know it's only eleven points to Coop and it's twenty one to to Chase. I think barring anything ridiculous, I think this championship's kind of over with, to be honest with you. Yeah, it probably is, but... But Coop really needs to worry about Chase catching him, because mm-hmm. I think that Chase... I think Chase is going to end up second in the points. I'll just say that right now. I think so, too. I really do. I, th- I think that Chase is going to end up second in the points. I think the championship is over, like I said, barring anything wild from Eli, mm-hmm. um, which is a bummer, because we've had this kind of back and forth, what's going to happen or whatever. You think there's going to be a bunch of talk this week about Chase going down in that main event? Because if there is, no, to me, this should, isn't really fair, because... There like, shouldn't be. There it, shouldn't be. This like, wasn't really his fault. This was no, more Barsha well, he induced, just but. No, he just... And honestly, here's the thing. Had it not just been the exact perfect moment where his front of his tire yeah. lined up, he would have never even gone down. Yep. He may have like tipped over fucking drags the clutch, loses a bunch of time, but he wouldn't have gone down. He just happened to hit dead center yeah. on Barsha's rear wheel and it went down. Like, like, don't get me wrong, every other crash of his this year when he was leading and stuff, totally his fault. Yeah. All on his own, like, no problem. This one, Atlanta, totally off. Atlanta if, proved a lot to me, in my opinion. Yeah, it, he, it proved a lot to me that I think that he may not be 100% fixed because we still got to make it through a whole outdoor season, <laughs> but I think that he... Does he win another one here, do you think, before the year's over? I'll even say, like, does he, like, even if he doesn't win any either of the next two, Nashville or Denver, does he win Salt Lake? 
I think he could win Salt Lake. Okay. I think Denver is going to be really interesting dependent on what the points are like for mm-hmm. everybody. Nashville, who knows? It's another day race. I <laughs> I checked the weather. There's a chance of I've rain. I've heard that, too. And it's open. And, dude, here's the thing, man. It's Nashville. I'm really not sad I didn't book a trip to go. I know, exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. It's Nashville in May. It's going to be humid, so that moisture is going to stick all day. So who knows on that? But Salt Lake, I could definitely see it. Denver, I don't know. It's really up in the air because I think I think Colorado. I think the last round really all depends on where everybody's at. What's their motivation? Because if Eli's got it wrapped up, Chase would just be like, "Well, I'd, whatever." Yeah. Like I just want to send it and win one. Yeah. But then you got Barsha would be like, "Well, I want to send it too. <laughs> I want to win also. I want to win also." <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, 70-30, he gets another win. All right, seventy thirty. Um, moving on, fifth, Cooper Webb. Yeah. Eh. So, um, yeah. Eh. So about Cooper Webb here, just weird. Is if he gets say like fourth, fifth, sixth next week, is this like the first time we've seen a crack in Webb's mental game? Uh, yes. And to reiterate, a lot of the stuff that Ricky and James have been saying on the last couple broadcasts, um. It is very evident that Cooper Webb, speed-wise, is, like, at best fifth. Yeah. Which doesn't really matter because the dude is still a two-time 450 Supercross champion. But I think I have to stand by my comment that I said at the beginning of the season. I think 2021 Webb beats this Cooper Webb, speed-wise. 100%. Because, I mean, dude, Eli, Chase, Barsha, Kenny... At times, AC. I mean, it's Coop's, cra- Coop's probably not. Coop might. You know what? You could probably even say Coop might not even be the fifth fastest dude outright. It's crazy to think the position he's in in points with two wins, and outside of those two wins, just kind of being there. Oh, I'd just like to point out also, JT. Shout out Jason Thomas. Uh, had a stat last week. Mm-hmm. The races that. Uh, Sexton's gone down in. Okay. If he doesn't go down, he beats Coop every time. 35 points more he has. Yeah, man. He's winning this title by over 10 points if he doesn't go down. And I know it's if and what's or but. But you can kind of say the same same thing about outdoors last year, though, too. Yeah. Right? But I, but I, yeah, but I'm just saying it's wild to think. 35 points. Well, I mean, you even go back to, uh, uh, what was that? What was that one he won there? Um, not Atlanta. What was the one he won before that? Uh, where he got penalized uh, there. Oh, Detroit. Was that what it was? Detroit was his last win before Atlanta. Yeah. When where, AP was out front and then went down. Yeah. And he jumped the lights. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you give him that seven points back here, and, and they've been talking about that last week too on a bunch of different shows. You give him that seven points back, and all of a sudden it's like, ooh. Eli Tomac, right there. Eli Tomac, Ricky Carmichael, Chase Sexton, James Stewart, Cooper Webb, Chad Reed. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it's factual shit. I have been saying this. It is. It is since w- the beginning, and y'all is, called me crazy. It is one hundred percent factual. And now because here we are. Because look at how many times you could have said with Stu, had he not gone down here, had he not gone down there, he would be fucking seventeen-time champion. I am glad that I was the first one to point this out. No, I totally agree with you, man. It is so factual. Eli Everybody Tomac called Tomac me crazy when I started the comparison, but super here we fucking are. Super fast, most accomplished out of them. Cardio for days, trusts his bike setup when it's there. Mm-hmm. 
but sometimes isn't the outright best guy, but wins because he's a badass dude. Chase Sexton, arguably fastest dude on the planet, makes bonehead mistakes. Cooper Webb wins Kenny when he can, fast, will dog you all day long, but a couple kick clicks slower than Chase and Eli. 100%. Super factual. And it's crazy to think that those three are going to go down. I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen with Chase. It's crazy to think, though, at the end of those dudes' career, they could literally end up with the same amount of titles. Because Chase, I mean, Chase only has two 250 titles, so probably not. But Coop's going to end with two 250, two 450 Supercross championships. Chad had two 450 Supercross championships. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have an outdoor 450 championship. But... I mean, the real question is, is is Chase going to win a Supercross title ever or an outdoor title, to be honest? I mean, I definitely think I think he could. I mean, we talk about with Jet and Hunter and all these guys, yeah. but I mean, he's got he's got issues coming, though, that uh, that Stu didn't have there after Ricky retired. The one thing I'll say is, is that now that we know that that KTM is dialed in and he's going to go to KTM and be the number one guy, and there's going to be no question about it. Chase could just get on that. F- that bike and just be like let me ask you this is he though because like me and coach talked about last week what's gonna happen with Webb if eli doesn't leave is Webb, i see is Webb I, still going there if if chase Webb's- catch if chase catches Webb and beats him in points this year in supercross mm-hmm. and just say for the, the sake of this argument chase wins an outdoor title next year just yeah. the sake of this argument or this year mm-hmm. just think of this argument say he wins 450 outdoor title which obviously is not far-fetched he could yeah he probably could have it's Arguable and debatable that he should have won last year. Shouldn't yeah. be Eli. He might be Say, just in a couple motos. It's fine. Oh my god, we're not going to get into this. We got all summer <laughs> to debate this. He could. He's number one at KTM. I don't care what Cooper Webb yeah. has accomplished. He's number one because it will be two years removed since Cooper Webb has even won a title. Mm-hmm. And Chase just beat him outright in a Supercross championship. And then we know that Coop's not on his level outdoors. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, in my opinion, I don't really give a shit what Coop does if he moves to star or not. Chase is number one at KTM next year. Okay. Um. All right. So moving on, Shane McElrath, season best sixth. That was solid. That kind of came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Because Shane, to me, has never really been known as a mud rider. I mean, yeah, he's from North Carolina. That. He knows how to ride in the mud, but it's not like I've ever been like, oh yeah, Shane's like super good in the mud. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's a weird finish there. While and Norrin went down too. So. Yeah. A uh, friend of the show there, Kevin Morans, we already talked to. Seventh place, career best for him, so that's awesome. Right behind him, as he was talking about, the giraffe, Benny. I think he crashed Gross. like five times. Probably. And he didn't give up. Didn't give up. Kudos to Benny didn't for not give giving up. up. Uh, on my fantasy team here in ninth place, Justin Hill. So that was solid. Justin Hill has been – I know you're not on the bandwagon, and neither am I. Not like Cole is. I respect both the Dude, Hill brothers. qualifying was insane. Dude, he's just been – you know what? He's been – He's been good this Supergirl they, season. He, he has been him and, him and Josh have been good. Are like for a pro, again a privateer effort team there. He's been good, man. This and is, it, this and you know what it shows. Year. You really can do well with just talent. Yep. Because um, I don't care what anybody says. That boy is not working out in the gym. He doesn't no, give a shit. No, 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 no. No. Uh, Dean Wilson tenth. Poor Dino. <laughs> like he ends up tenth place still. Uh, Freddie Norin, 11. Hold on. Let's go back to Dean for a second, though. Okay. Is this an accomplishment for him if he can get a couple more top 10s before the end of the year? I don't think he feels that way. No, but I don't really think that he should feel like he's going to. I understand it's Dino and he's accomplished a lot and also had a lot of issues. But, dude, I, I think he should be happy with getting top 10s. 
if he goes if he goes and does all the races here, doesn't end up with a third butthole. I mean, <laughs> another blown I think, out knee. I think this is just a win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because if Kenny and Coop don't ride World Supercross, he's definitely got to be the favorite next to Savachi. Yeah. So. So. Um, Freddie Noren eleventh, Jason Anderson twelfth. Remember how we said that Jason Anderson's probably not going to ride outdoors. Yep. Jason Anderson's not, not going to ride outdoors. No way. And you know what? When we get to Paula Preste and Jason Anderson is not there, I want everybody to know that it was first said on this show. Travis and me, Jason Anderson not riding outdoors. So did you see the awkward – was that Race Day Live? When he was talking about, like uh, – because they were asking about last week with everything going on and whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, team was – Team was great, and like there was this like awkward like kind of pause in the way he said it, and I went, "Team's not happy with him. He doesn't want to be around that fucking team anymore. This doesn't is give awkward. two shits. Doesn't care. Yeah, this is like when you wake up and you realize what happened last night, and you go, uh-oh. I don't have beer goggles on I anymore. I should not have drank that much. Yeah. Yeah, so, he doesn't care. So I'll ask you, because I've been asking Cole this for weeks, does he take next year off and then come back in 24? Five with Triumph on the 450 group. There. Is his contract up after this year? I believe so. Because if it's not, I don't know how that would work out in the court. I don't know how litigation would be. But if it is up, yeah, I, I think so. I think what happens is is that he takes 2024 off and he just tests that bike all year. Even though they have, you know, Clement DeSalle and Ivan Tedesco testing, which is the oddest group of dudes to have testing your new machine, but whatever. What are your thoughts on that 1999 Nokia cell phone video that they took of Clement Sal riding that fucking bike? <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, because I'm like, I'm like, is this MSN.com? What did, What am I looking at did right somebody now? Somebody hand draw this video? Like, <laughs> is like, this an animation? I'm like, did somebody find a 2006 Nextel flip phone and just? Here's the thing, they're riding like they bought Matt Walker's old place. Yeah, that was down in Georgia there. Well, you know, how Rat has, Race Place is going to be up for sale. How has no one gone down there with a drone <laughs> and caught a video of this yet? I don't know, man. That whole thing All is, we have is a 1999 Nokia cell phone. That thing has been uber weird, but I... And I, it's shaky because they were also playing Snake while they were taking the video. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that video was wild. I don't know shit. how that video, like, where... Like, is this a new Triumph bike? Well, look. I I'm, don't know. I'm going to take I, a grainy picture of this street bike back I, here. Yeah, I feel like I'm on MySpace before MySpace was a thing. Like, is this video... I don't know when this video is from. It's wild. Um, but... I, yeah, I think he does. I think he takes next year off and just tests that bike all year and then comes out swinging in 2025. Probably. Um, all right, Chiz 13th, Starling 14th, Harlan 15th, Colt Nichols was down at one point, 16th, uh, Chase Marquier 17th, Josh Hill 18th, Cade Clayson 19th, Tristan Lane made his first Good man. For Good him, for man. him, yeah. He likes the show. Well, yep. I don't know if he likes the show, but he like reposts a lot of the shit that you put on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 20th, Jeremy Hand, 21st, and Devin Simonson makes his first 450 main. Good for her. Can we Can we go back Did to- Did you just say good for her? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got really long hair, so- Oh, man, good for him. seconds. Uh, so. Can we go back to Nichols for a second? Yeah, sure. What do you um, want to talk about with him? It's not really much to talk about. We know that he's been plagued with injuries this entire year. We probably we know he's probably never going to be the same ever again because of his wrist. Yeah. Um, And we know he's not riding outdoors. What is your take on, though, because there's been a lot of talk of what they're going to do with him come summertime because we know that he knows how to test sets chase's bike up he was uh he was on pulp last week mm. he doesn't know what he's doing and what do it you sounded think he's gonna very do? i don't know if I you don't... were if, if you were 
If you were Lars, what would you do with him? I would pay him to test rides to test stuff for Chase outdoors. To be honest with you. To be honest with you, I would just pay him to be a test rider anyway and just be ready if anybody got hurt and then he's riding. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I'd Which have to Which is what I think that. all these teams should do, but that's a whole different story for a I whole other show. I think I tend to agree with that. I think that they need to do something with him. I think they yeah. need to do something with him. I, I, It's just crazy to me to think that. And also, another question you have to ask yourself is, is what the hell are they going to do with him come 2024? He's not getting resigned. Okay, so here is what I originally thought. I originally thought that they would just keep him on testing Supercross stuff for outdoor during outdoors here or whatever, and then they would sign him for another one-year deal next year because I originally thought the plan was Hunter to ride 250 Supercross mm-hmm. again and then go 450 outdoors. Now, from what I understand, Hunter's going to go 450 Supercross next year. Which I think is a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Huge Let mistake. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this question. And I thought about this last night. So he's going to wrap the title next week. Yeah, like barring anything barring fucking him, super crazy. Barring him melting down. Literally just torpedoing himself in practice or and somebody not being able to race the last two rounds. The- What's the chances we see him on a 450 for the last two rounds? Because mm. from what well, I've they're heard... they're going to need a third bike, though. From what I've heard, there is a lot of 450s at the dog pound right now. Oh, like Honda 450s? Oh, yeah. A lot. So many so that one just happened to end up in AJ Catanzaro's van for him to ride all summer. <laughs> the Hunter Lawrence thing is the Hunter Lawrence thing. Which oh, I'm not well, sure is full-blown a Honda thing or if it's a Dazzy thing. But, it's probably a, da- but, it's probably a Dazzy but, Myrtle thing, to be honest well, with you. Well, for what I understand, Dazzy's like, I don't know. These bikes just keep showing up. So. I mean, he's robbing fucking parts off a Jets bike, so why not? I mean, I would be it's, doing that, It's probably too. a Myrtle-Dazzy thing, but... The Hunter thing is really interesting to me because I think it's a huge mistake for him to do. I think he should have gone the Jet route of what Jet's doing this year. Um, I honestly think it's really dumb. They don't put him on a 450 for the last two rounds. I think they should. There's no. Why okay, here's you, my question. Why would Here, you not? Here's my question, though. And it's unlikely, but obviously this is dirt bike racing. Anything can happen. What happens though if they put him on a 450 for the last two rounds? And we always know how crazy that last round in Den or that last round in Salt Lake is because the track is usually literally fucking concrete blue groove. And what if he fucking what wins? He gets, but what happens if he gets hurt? Well, that's and all- I don't think that he's going to win this outdoor title. I don't give a shit what anybody he's says. Gonna, he's going to race the last round anyway. But what happens if he gets hurt? Though? What happens if he gets hurt though on the 450? Getting hurt on the 250 is one thing. But what if he goes out there and they're like, "Yep, just put him on the 450, see what happens," and he just gets hurt? I don't think it's going to happen. He runs the same risk of getting hurt on the 250 as the 450. He does. The only, the only thing we're changing is now he's going to go ride Denver also. But otherwise, okay, what are you doing? No, no, You're I throwing him in the 450s next year with I don't think no so. 450 experience. You know, you know why I don't think so? Because I think that unless it just happens to be a mutter there, I think that they're they're hyping up this whole him versus Jet thing a lot, and I don't think that they want to take that away. I think that they really want him and Jet, because that's all got shoved down our throat last night was him and Jet, him and Jet, yeah. him and Jet. I could see them doing it in Salt Lake, but I think Denver, I think that they really want Mono Ibano, Jet versus Hunter. Everything's equal, no mutter, everything's good. Hunter's going to have more time on the bike because we know he didn't ride a lot this week. F it all. Wait, you just... I'm confused by what you just said because the showdown's at Salt Lake. No, yeah, I didn't. I mean, put him on a 450 at Denver, mm. Salt Lake 250. I could see yeah, them yeah. going at Denver on the 450, Salt Lake though back on the 250 because I think that they really want this whole him versus Jet 
East West because that's like their selling thing for the East West shootout. Yeah, I guess which I is know. absolutely ridiculous. Um, but no, I think it's a huge mistake to put him on a 450 next year. I, I will. I will say I have to give it up. I don't remember what show I heard it on or whatever. So I've been preaching this for the last several weeks too of their of them comparing Jet and Hunter's mm. 250 Supercross career, and you can't fucking do that. In fact, I think JT was the one to say this too. You can't fucking do that because fucking Hunter was hurt for yeah. so long there. Like, bro, we cannot compare the two. And finally, it's come out like, yeah, this is a stupid comparison. Yeah, dude, he didn't even ride a Supercross race until exactly. the, like, the COVID rounds in exactly. 2020. And somebody finally pointed that out. And then I did notice yesterday when they put it on the screen, they were very clear to point out 2023 comparison here. So like this year, their comparison in their yeah, stats or whatever. Shit. But yeah, but anyway, I don't know, man. I think, honestly, like I said, if if I'm him, I'm like, look, so I'm going to wrap the title this week. After I do that, like, let me just do a couple 450 rounds here, the last two, where it doesn't matter. Here's my, I don't here, have to do anything. I just got to go ride. Here's my other question to you, because I think that with this hype train, and then we can go to the 250s, because I think this is an interesting topic, and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this. Um, Hunter Outdoors. I'm sorry. I, I do like Hunter. I think he does have a shot, but I just I, I don't think he's winning outdoors. I I think that honestly he's going to be like the third guy. If he doesn't win outdoors, because I think a lot of people are going to think he's going to be the favorite. If he doesn't win outdoors and say he just gets smashed, do you think they rethink going to 450 and they wait till outdoors and they're like, we just want Hunter to get one more championship? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. So I know none of us really know, but I. I honestly think that Hunter, after seeing the way he's performed the Supercross season, I think he's taken that kind of next step because with these races, even when it's not going his way, and it, it's gone his way a lot, like don't get me wrong. But, yeah, pretty much outside of last night and when Nate beat him at the Triple Crown. But <laughs> he, there hasn't been panic yeah. in him. And I think Jet's the same way of because Jet's been good, but in years past we have seen Jet when things start to fall apart. He has cracks. Yeah, like, you can. You it's can like, crush oh, crap. Him. We're like a this few times year. Outdoors yeah, last year. yeah. We're like this year. We have not seen that with Jet, and we definitely haven't seen it with Hunter. Yeah. So I'm not fully on the same train with you that Hunter's not the favorite going outdoors. And I know we have other heavy hitters, okay? Obviously, you have Shimoda, who's looking good. Which, for, let's be real, Joe was for, faster than for, him outdoors. For two races coming back here. But then again, too, I don't know if you listened to the show last week, Joe is terrified of that bike. Yeah. Because it's locked up on him I don't know how many times. Because they're using titanium rods. Is I think I if they, I think if he can get through Supercross, I think so, they get, I think he'll. So I don't know, but I I heard it got to the point that like Joe wasn't going to ride the bike anymore. Yeah. He was like, "Fuck this, I'm done." So we'll see. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it'll be interesting to see. Now, obviously, he's looked pretty good these last couple of rounds. He's come back here for Supercross, but that's a whole other story. Um, you have J Mart, and as much as I love J Mart, and as much of a badass as he is outside outdoors. I think the compounding of injuries and mistime and all of this, I just don't think we see the J-Mart that won two outdoors. Well, that bike's also going to be underpowered. I don't know that that's necessarily a thing with that Yamaha. I mean, it's underpowered compared to the other Yamaha, like the star bikes. Yeah. But compared to the guys he's racing, that Honda bike, that pro circuit stuff. Yeah. 
I I think in the KTM for Vial, I think it's pretty level. Then you go to Jacob. Then you go to Jacob, which with the downside to Jacob, he hasn't been racing. No, he's going to be prepared. But we've also but seen he hasn't been racing, and he's good. He's I think good. we have a. Tr- I think this Jacob is. This is. I think you're going to see a different Jacob. He's not my favorite, but I think he's going to be different outdoors. Yeah. And then and you got then, Vial. And then you have Vial. But again, Vial is on all new stuff. He's been racing Supercross and getting beat up with that. Obviously, we've seen some of the crashes. So I'm not sure we see peak Vial outdoors this year. I think that takes till next year. I think he does really well. Yeah. So in all reality, all of these dudes are very, very close in my opinion. It's those five. But when you look at the veteran savvy and the uh as coach calls it athletic maturity yeah i give the nod to hunter yeah so like i like i said i'm not flying that same flag that i don't think he's the favorite or whatever he in my opinion is my favorite going outdoors at this current moment Mm -hmm. right now could change but for right now so like i think there's a pretty good chance of winning that outdoor title now if he doesn't that, that changes a whole bunch of and that, and that was my ultimate my question because we obviously have our previous show to debate this and yeah, stuff, yeah but that was my ultimate question is just say he doesn't win outdoors yeah do you think that changes their opinion to we just want him to get another title and then we'll go 450 outdoors yeah or do you think it doesn't matter what he does outdoors and they're just like nope 450 supercross right away yeah yeah i don't i don't know man because i i, I really do even though they don't one doesn't <laughs> have to do with the other i think it really i really think honda wants him to bag two titles well, before he goes to the 450 well, here's the other thing too we have super motocross. That's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, we don't know what the, the hell's going to happen with that. Either. No one knows. We have no idea. No one so knows. I, I just, I don't like, I don't like the move. But I think that Honda just wants him to have two titles. Yeah, and I think that if he doesn't nab an outdoor title, I think that you could see. No, we decided we're just going to wait. We're going to go the jet route. Because I really think Honda wants him to have two titles. Before now, if they do go out. the jet route there and he doesn't go until outdoors, then I think you see Oh, and he's Colt. on the West Coast next year. Yeah, then I think you see Colt back there Yeah, riding yep. one, another one-year deal, Supercross-only type. But deal, I hate but. the idea of just going straight 450 Supercross. I hate it. I do, too. Not to say that he's not ready, but I don't like it. I don't think so either. So, all right. So that's been your 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Always well hung like Justin Barsha. Um, okay, so let's get into this, um, let's get into our Complete Racing Solutions comment of the week here, slash our TLR tinfoil hat segment here. So this comment of the week comes courtesy of our friend, Mr. Isaac Gonzalez, aka Bones, aka Heart Kid. I can't remember the numbers after everything, but whatever. Our West Coast contributor there. So he sends me this screenshot of this conspiracy theory (laughs) so here we go can it be any more clear that supercross is scripted so that eli wins the series oh my god connect the dots and here we go step step one predict a thunder and lightning storm because eli is off his game and needs time to rest up step two delay races until it rains and the track is muddy and eli is rested up (laughs) step three Usher people out of the stadium so they don't see step four. Step four, adjust gate drop time so Eli gets a good start after bad starts all day. Open your eyes. Who made this comment? It was something he found on Facebook. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
You can't script. You can't, I don't know, man. You can't. <laughs> I don't know. Look, we we've if we're gonna, it's I, ridiculous. We can't go down this rabbit, is it? We can't go down this rabbit hole because we don't have enough look time. At me, look at me. Is it? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Just turn your. I know that your hair is like up here. I know. Now. I know exactly. It's here. It just makes, turn your well, head. Well, no, there's more weight going this just way. Tur- <laughs> just turn your head ninety degrees and look at it and go. Now. See, here's why. We can talk about scripted and this has been said for we don't have the time to do this and I'll just I'll say my piece on this and then I don't I don't even want to talk about this. Yeah. You can script stick and ball sports because yeah. you can refs can control games. Sure. There's a lot more people out there. You can say, Hey, you know what? Just kind of move to the side, quarterback gets, you know, sat. Baseball, like throw right down the middle, you know, basketball, like, hey, follow this guy. Motorsports racing. It's very hard to tell a guy that hey, you got to huck a seventy-five foot triple in the mud. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you just can't. No, you can't it's... do it. Even fighting, you can script it. Hey, man, just lean right here when I'm going with a right hook or with a body shot. There's, there's too pro, many pro wrestling. And the other thing too is with mud racing, you can't really script when you can't really tell a motor to stay together for a whole entire main. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a stick and ball shit. Yes, but motorsports. I'm sorry, motorsports is probably the one sport like genre in the world can't script it because you can't control every variable that happens because the bike doesn't do the same thing every lap yeah so you can't do it i just i i love people that likes to go down these rabbit holes and i'm like look dude you can do it with stick and ball sports because there's the human aspect of it but when you're talking about human and then machine and energy going through metal in different ways you can't script what a bike's going to do every lap you just can't do it yeah it's you can tell a guy not to jump this or jump that or hey check up here Dude's still got to get his own bike to the finish. Yeah. So, all right. So that was your uh, complete Season racing man WWE. Yeah, complete racing solutions comment of the week slash your TLR tinfoil hat. That was a twelve year old right there that probably put that. Comment <laughs> Who knows? Out. Who knows? Um. Okay. So let's. Uh, you said you had a rant. So this is about the race, and I'm surprised. Holsterco reload rant. So I don't know if you really want to call it a rant, but uh, I told you in between the hour delay or what ended up being forty five minute delay, I was bouncing back and forth. All the conflicting reports from the stadium, from Mathis, from Phil, or uh, from um, Lewis Phillips, from JT, from Weege, all these different people. There was all this different thing. And somebody made the comment, they're like, well, we're not on NBC. We're streaming. We're not on an allotted time. Why in the hell did we take the 20 minutes to go prep the track when they knew these storms were coming in all week? Mm-hmm. This was back to Monday. Why the hell did they take the 20-minute time to go backblade all the corners and doze everything up and you know, whatever, and then we went through all these different fillers, and why didn't we even move up an hour beforehand? Because at then, the 450 main would have ended right as the time the rain coming mm-hmm. in. My rant to that is, I fucking agree. We're not on NBC Live. We're not on an allotted time. Mm-hmm. We're on a streaming platform where we can fucking be on there however long we want, when we want, whatever we want. We could have been on there for five and a half hours, and it doesn't matter. Why in the, why in the hell... Did we not start the night show at 6? When y'all motherfuckers knew back on Monday yeah. that there was going to be storms. I know this is not really a rant because I think it's kind of obvious, but I fucking agree. If some dude that has never been to a Supercross makes this comment in a forum, mm-hmm. y'all might, like, dude, I there's no way the boys at Dirtworks were not going to Feld and going, um... Yo, guys, we got a, a pretty massive thunderstorm coming across. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck are we not? Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. The 450 LCQ ends. Yeah. We should have started 250 L- 250 mains right yeah. then and there. Mm-hmm. 
it makes no fucking sense. Like, this is just another what-the-hell moment by the promoters and Feld. What are you guys doing? Start at 6 o'clock. Yeah. We're not on NBC. We don't have to pander to other shit going on. We should have probably started early. The only comeback I have for that would be, I believe the camera crews are Union. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that throws a monkey wrench in it? That's the only that's the only yeah. rebuttal I have to this. And I can and I can understand that very well, but I'm pretty sure we can find a way around that. Probably. I'm pretty so. sure. That's it's just somebody made that point and I'm like, you guys are right. Like this isn't the days of where we have to like pander to mm-hmm. NBC Times or NBC Sports. We're on a fucking streaming platform. Yeah, yeah. We could be on for twelve hours if we wanted to. Yeah. Like this isn't like Formula One on ESPN where they have so much time and then eventually they just gotta call it. And I don't, and I wanted to ask Kev this, but he had he only had so much time. There was a lot of talk going on, like when it got thirty minutes in, of canceling and just running the mains on today. Yeah, yeah there was a lot I'd of talk heard about that. that. I'd heard that too. So it's like, dude, they're right. Why the hell did we not start this at six o'clock? Yeah. We could have been done by nine, mm-hmm. right around the time the storm came in. Literally, they could have been finishing the four fifty main right as shit went through. I just I do not understand it, and this proves once again how nobody in our sport knows what the fuck's going on yep like bro you knew storms were coming in on monday what are you guys doing everybody was talking about it all week it's dumb as shit and i know so we get lucky a lot but like we clearly saw we weren't getting lucky. see and ricky night. and it's actually true like i started thinking about this last night when we had the hour long to think about it and it, when ricky said and Stu, like i've never experienced this lars said he's never experienced it and i started thinking about all the racing that i've been around my entire life and i go you know, especially Loretta's. I've been at a lot of races, especially like regionals in Ohio in the middle of summer, like before practice, where they've had to bump practice back or right as the last moto was going off. But I really try to sit there and think when I've actually they've had to call a race right before a moto. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember a time like motocross wise. I've been at GNCCs where there's lightning strikes and they've had to call it. But as far as like motocross and supercross, yeah, obviously supercross, but like I've never been in a race where they've actually like, yo, we're on the line. Nope. Sorry. Pull it back, boys. Mm-hmm. That is, that's gotta be a first. Yeah. Obviously oh. in supercross. Cause we don't oh, yeah. go outdoors outside of West coast that mm-hmm. often, but that um, last night I think is going to go down in the, the history books is a very odd night. Yep. It will. It will for sure. So, um, okay, a couple more things before we get into this 250 race recap. Uh, futures last night. Julian Bomer and Daxton Bennett are going to have a good little battle in uh, Salt Lake. Sick 250 career. Who, both of them? Yeah. You think so? Juju's real good. Juju is real, and I and love the Bennett's fact that David... real yep. fucking good, too. You know who's not real right now? Ryder DeFrancesco. Nope. You know he's going to gas gas next year, right? I have heard that. I didn't know that was confirmed. It's no, I confirmed. thought that I thought Cowie had first right refusal. He's going to gas. So yes. they fought, so Cowie just because I thought he's I had heard replacing Mosman. Well, that doesn't shock me. They're not happy with Mosman right mm-hmm. now, which he's that's another story. So that's interesting because I had heard the first right refusal that Cowie Cowie must have just been like, nope, you can have him. Probably yes. Um, which also too, I don't know if you listen to this on the show. Jet Reynolds is out at Kawasaki also. Oh my God! Shocking. Nobody knew that. <laughs> The first, I'm sorry. the first pro rider that never ran a pro race. I'm sorry. When he fucking showed up at Freestone and was getting seventh in an amateur race, that should have been a... <laughs> there was an epiphany there going, huh, huh. probably should just... Just let him go. Yeah, let yeah. him go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Ryder D is still dealing with that injury that he had, but I thought it was just a broken thumb. Yeah, it wasn't a good race for him last night. No, it, dude, it wasn't a good race at Glendale. He got dropped. 
Yeah. So, like, I don't know if the th- – I, th- I think it was a thumb. If whatever he injured at the beginning of the season, like, if that's lingering going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's got something going on because Juju and Dax dropped his ass. Can I can I ask you this, though? So, last year we watched Hymas and Ryder D battle this out, right? And now Ry- we see Hymas is over here and, and Ryder D's over here. And, R- and Ryder D went to, like, all these things, right, and just was dominating – and I had made the comment last year, and then we figured out that, oh, it's because they don't have B-class riders. What about if Deegan was there? And after watching Bennett ride this year, do you think we see something that looks real similar if Deegan's riding that last year? Yeah. It was Rider D literally just... Uh, well, no, because he beat Hymas heads up at the final round. He did, but I'm saying at the other rounds oh, here... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know the finals. I mean, you could have said the same thing. Probably looked different too. But. You could have said the same thing had Romano been doing them last year. Yeah, I guess. So. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's just very interesting to see the fact that we now know what Hymas can do, mm-hmm. and when he's not even fully like focusing on Supercross, mm-hmm. and Ryder D can't even win. Um, my biggest question to you is is that, uh, and and we're not going to know until next year. Where do you think Juju and Dex fit into this 250 class if they were to race right now? Well, it really fully depends. healthy doesn't matter east west it really depends on the want. coast i think they're both in the top 10 honestly i think dax is a little more like Julian, dax is julian's more, beating him you know and looks really good dax is more th- polished than supercross yeah. juju's gonna be better outdoors yeah i don't and juju i think is just gonna ride another rear of, I, I think dax is gonna be on the line at paula i think so too but Juju's going to, because they want an Orange Brigade title. And I hope he performs, because otherwise he's going to have a rough pro career. Here. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think this is a Matt LeBlanc thing. Dax has been fairly uh, healthy his entire career. Well, so, but here's the thing. From what I understand, that is a single-year deal where he's at, and it's performance-based. Here's the thing is, is that so, Star's going outdoors with Jay Coop. They're going out with Hayden Deegan, Levi Kitchen. We don't know about Styles yet. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen with him. Guillaume Ferez, like, he's going to have some leeway. Styles is fucked. Oh, I don't. I haven't seen his injury report. Like, what did he end up like? Is it come out what he's? It's some sort of broken leg, but I don't. Oh know, yeah, so I don't know out. what exactly. So him and Thrasher and Romano are out for outdoors. Yeah, you still have Jay Coop, Smitty. I forgot about Smitty's riding outdoors. So I think Dax is gonna have some leeway. I think as long as he's not getting worse than fifteenth, I think he'll be fine because I don't think they're gonna expect him to be top ten. Because let's be real, like top ten outdoors on a two fifty is gonna be real tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's beating Ryder D, I think they'll be happy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, I think yeah. if he beats Ryder D, I think they'll be like, well, okay. Yeah. So, And there's a huge, huge thread we could get into with Futures because they got into it on the shit show with Johnny and Coach and everybody last weekend or on Friday. Uh, but we don't have time to do that. The only thing I'll say about – one thing I'll say about Futures, and I think you won't see it until next year, Futures, wait till Christian Janik and Drew Adams are riding Supercross, Futures Supercross. Yeah. Those boys are gonna fucking dominate. Mm-hmm. Those boys are good on a supercross track. Yep. Especially Drew Adams. Yep. Um, okay, so next thing, uh <laughs> the Bobby Piazza drama here. <sighs> oh, okay. Let me get let me get started with this. So, so I have talked to Bobby. So fucking dumb. He has had issues with the security guard. That part of the story You mean small man steroid boy? <laughs> Jesus. Let's put it this way. It's probably a good thing I'm not going to any more Supercrosses this year because if I saw this dude, me and him would probably have words about how he's acting. 
and he would there would probably be threats thrown out about like if I see you or hear of you following because I, I we know Bobby we're friends with him we know Bobby's girlfriend we know Bobby's girlfriend mm-hmm. she's a sweetheart exactly and there would be probably be threats thrown around of like look bro I've dealt with guys like you before I love Bobby. And he might be able to scrap because he's, you know, northeast. I was about to say, I'm sure if people didn't know who Bobby was, Bobby also, would probably take a swing at he's himself. Also a, uh, he's also a, you know, he's a rider. He's scrawny. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. No, I get what you're saying. Totally and there agree. might be some words thrown around to this security guard about, like, if I find out that you're following her around or something or harassing her again, I'm going to come harass you, and you're not going to like the way I do it. Yeah. Because no, I'm totally not sure agree. if you've ever been fingered in the ass by the devil, but it's coming for you, bud. So anyway, um... So this this John guy who is a uh, security guy there for Feld sounds like a fucking asshole. I'll just put Takes that his out job there. Way too seriously. So there goes my media credential for next year. I didn't think we had one. We didn't, but you know, just in case that that was even in the cards, whatever. Um, so I reached out to Bobby. I talked to him. Uh, I the, I listened to like I said the shit show on Friday. They dove into great detail here, and from what I understand, they had moved away from the garages to do this, and. Here's the thing that drives me crazy, and this will cancel my media credential for the next two years here. (sighs) They are telling privateers, you can't take a donation. I'm going to walk around the pits with a sign around my neck and money in my hand that says free donations for privateer riders just ask me and i dare them to come up and say something mm-hmm. to me that i cannot hand them money because the amount of going off that will fucking happen there will it'll be on world star before i don't even think I'm that's done. a thing anymore bud i don't give a shit it'll but I come back it'll come that. back <laughs> because of the amount because i'm going to not only have mui and Prater, and Sean Brennan, and probably Dickhead John in front of me, but I'm probably going to have all sorts of other people that I don't even want in front of me that have actual badges and guns and things too, because I'm going to absolutely go off about them telling me who I can hand money to, because you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, dude, I, I don't... So I don't know. I didn't watch the shit show. I don't know if Bobby said this, but I had heard Bobby wasn't on the shit show. No, no. It when was... you talked to Bobby, when you talked to Bobby, oh, I don't yeah. know if Bobby told you this, but apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not. Apparently, this all started with uh, somebody from one of the teams pitched a bitch. That is that one of the is teams. Not something none, I've heard too. But... The team was not named. Not yep. that I think that they cared, even if their name was out there, because you know it's Bobby and their team. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there was a team that pitched a bitch. And it was funny because I wouldn't say that they got into it, but apparently Star- Starling and Clayson even had a little bit of a war of words on Twitter about this. Starling was like, dude, it's fucking annoying for all of us, but do go do you. And Clayson's like, bro, he's making like three grand off of this. Let him be. Mm-hmm. Like Clayson and Starling, I don't think they have beef. Cade's a dipshit. But- so I had heard Starling's name's been thrown around a lot, and I had heard it But was- Cade was sticking up for him. Yeah, and I had heard it was a thing of like, it was loud because it was echoing through the garages or whatever. That's fine. And um, Bobby's buddy, who was on the shit show, had said like, hey, and he's like, everybody lost their cool. So like, and that was on all sides. He did not throw blame necessarily directly on either side. He was just like, everybody at one point got very heated and lost their cool. But he said, 
when there was calmer heads prevailing, it was more of a, hey, what do we need to do? Do you not want it to be the race bike? Do we need to get the practice bike out? If we can't be right here, is there somewhere we can be? You know, all sorts of stuff like that. And I think the biggest part of this whole thing, the reason this whole thing got blown out of proportion is because of the history that has gone on between the security guard and Bobby with all sorts of different stuff. And again, there is one side, the other side, and the middle, which is the truth, okay? There's Bobby's side, which we've all heard. There is Feld and John's side there, which here's the thing with Feld, and I completely agree with Cooksey on this. You're backing up this security guard after there's been these accusations of him not being the most upstanding person, and you're backing him. It would be very easy for this to have all gone away had Feld just been like, you know what, John, why don't you not come to the next couple of races? And they made a public statement about that. There would, I think everything would have been a lot less than what it is now. But now it's a big deal. Like, See, now yeah, it's a got, huge what, he, deal. So he got suspended for the race and then what, he got like six months probation or something? Something dumb like See, that. See, the thing that really pisses me off about all of this. And what was the rule? Because Bobby's yeah. guy said they asked, hey, what rule are we breaking? I was about to say, this is what I was going to get to. Here's the thing that pisses me off all about this. And once again, this is just Feld. Thank you, Sean Brennan. Uh, this is Feld just once again. Well, you could even say with the AMA not being transparent about things. They say it was. So I'm still unclear as to why. What was the what was the suspension for? Detrimental to the sport. Okay, detrimental to the sport. Okay, so here's my question to you. And we could talk about this for a very long time with a many number of guys. We know some guys that would talk about this off the record, talk about it on the record, privateers-wise. Because uh, even when we had Brees on last year, he mentioned some of his concerns with the bullshit he's had to go through. Not that, but bullshit. Um, I still don't know what detrimental means, because here's the thing. Are you just saying detrimental, but are you doing it because you're backing your guy, John? Are you doing it because, oh, you can't take donations? Or how about let's just really like break this down. We know what this is about. It was because a team pitched a bitch about the fucking noise, and you just ran with that. But then you saw another opening for another reason to fuck Bobby over and just say, oh, it was detrimental. But yet it's because the t- here's the thing. I think had the team, whichever team this was, never pitched a bitch. This has been going on for how many rounds now? Well, so that's part of it. The other thing that's been thrown around... and I, so I just want to know, what the fuck did he actually get suspended for? And I believe it was Cooksey who, who said this, is because, let's face it, he was making money doing this. And guess what? Feld wasn't getting a dime wasn't of it. Wasn't getting a dime of it. And if Cooksey has said this, he, he bets by next year, you see a rev station. Put on by Feld, where you can walk up and give him well, twenty I mean, bucks you know, and rev a bike. Like CBD. Oh, that's weird, huh? And I'm here to tell you, you want to hear me rant? Please put a rev station. Also, in the pits kind of, also because... kind of like, um, huh? It's kind of weird. You can buy Jetson. Don't. Granted, that's a totally different thing, but it's still down the same line. So it's a little weird. Yep. Jetson donuts. You can all of a sudden buy them in the stadium yep. for a four pack for whatever it is, thirty bucks. But so here's the thing, though. They have. Um, they pay a percentage to no, no, no. Feld. They I pay know a that. percentage I'm to the stadium. I'm saying we knew Jetson with donuts, and then Feld figured out a way to make this a cool thing. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is that Feld ripping off other people's shit. Same thing with content that they're ripping off from. A, 
oh, you can't put this on there, but yet they fucking run it on their promos. Have you heard about have you heard about the Johnny thing? No. They've removed two of Johnny's videos. You know how Johnny used to do the track map mm. walkthrough on yeah. Thursdays or whatever? Yeah. They've removed two of them now. Like I said, it's the it's the same bullshit that we've bitched about, all of us, you, Johnny, me, Coach, Cooksey, mm-hmm. all of us have bitched about. It's the same thing. It's just felled over and over, and now with that knowledge that we know, it's going to get even worse next year. And, the, and here's the thing. Don't be surprised if Sean says something to me or whatever now. Here's the thing. I emailed Sean and asked about their stance on what the fuck's happening here with the whole Bobby thing. They didn't respond. Look, I sent a very because we know because <laughs> we know you watch the show, Sean. I don't. I'm not gonna get into it. I I'm not gonna say the things that Travis says. I don't really give a shit. I don't agree with your stances, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. Bobby Piazza is a friend of this show. We like Bobby. We like his girlfriend. It's the only way this dude makes money. He doesn't make night shows. He's better outdoor rider, but he don't make night shows. How do you expect him to go to your events when you're taking the one sole income he has because he doesn't make it from making a night show? It's bullshit. It's beneath you guys. It's sad. And you know what? Fuck you guys. Hey, I just, I don't. I, Bobby was still at the race this weekend. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. He was giving out free t shirts and people were signing his bike. Good. And here's the, so here's the funny thing. Here is the thing that has come out with all of this, okay? All these privateers are starting to figure out workarounds, right? Because for years here, it's been like, oh, I can't sell merch. I can't sell merch. I can't do this. I can't do that type stuff to make money. And now they're starting to figure out workarounds like, oh, hey, I need a donation. And you can just have this free T-shirt, <laughs> or like, hey, here's a donation, and you can rev the bike. Because because here's the, here's the wild or thing all is. this stuff, and now all of a sudden here with this Bobby thing, now all of a sudden it's oh you can't take donations. Get the fuck out of here. So next just thing, stop. so next thing are you gonna tell me that they're not gonna let Kev do his fucking helmet wraps and not put all the shit on the bike? Well, and, see that's and next been thing you know, are you gonna tell Logan Carnow he can't be sponsored by OnlyFans? That, and you're gonna tell Jace Kessler he can't be sponsored by OnlyFans? See this kind of stuff's been brought up too. It's gonna like, it's gonna it's gonna domino effect. I was gonna say of like. Of like, okay, cool. So now Kev's got people's names on his bikes because they're donating. So are you gonna? He can't do that kind of promotion. And once anymore. again, Logan Carnell is getting donations even, from OnlyFans. And I'm people. not even talking about Kev with the people that walk up in the pits and give him a hundred bucks to sign the bike. By the way, for anybody listening, this is not a conversation we have had with Kev. We're just having this off the top of our head. This is a domino effect, though, guys. Yeah, this is a domino effect. You're gonna get to the point that no privateer is gonna be able to make any money outside of. Just going and making it into the night show. Well, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And this has been talked about this week, too, is, okay, you bring in Ducati, you bring in Triumph, and like we're talking about, now you have eight or nine factory teams, essentially, all with two guys. You make a few of them with three. That's your 22-man gate. Hey, privateers, privateers go race are... or go to Canada because you ain't making a main. Yeah, privateers are out of it. You it's know? just it's sad to me that Bobby Piazza, doesn't he doesn't make night shows. This is his one sole source of income, and he's spending his whole source of income through his 20s to go chase a dream at your guys' event, and you want to take away the money that he's going, he's making just to go race your events. <laughs> it's the most ass-backwards thing I've ever heard in my life. You're taking away the money, so guess what? He doesn't get those donations. Guess what, guys? I know that Bobby Piazza on your radar is real fucking small. Bobby Piazza, that's just another dude that is not at your races because, oh, yeah, you took away the one way he could make it to your own events. Here's the thing, too. stupid. Here's the thing, too. John, I'm going to speak directly to you. So, Sean, if you can translate this message, would be awesome for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
if I'm ever around, John, and I hear you tell a privateer what you told Bobby about his riding, there's going to be an issue. I'll say that right now. It's... I'll say that right now. There, w- A guy who really can't ride is going to have an issue with you, and it ain't going to go well for you. I really wish Jared Lesher was taking donations to rev the shit out of his 252 stroke. <laughs> I told Kev to take the two-stroke and let people rev it. Rev the shit out of it. I'm like, because now, now the thing is, you're starting beef with somebody I, that everybody knows. I was say, Obviously, Kev's not going to do that. Because me and Kev have talked, me and Kev have talked about talked about this weeks ago when Bobby, when it first came around of Bobby doing this and like making a couple three thousand bucks a weekend. I was like, dude, if you can take the two stroke there and let people rev it, like, holy shit! Because then it's like, like Bobby's it's being Kevin Moran's bike. Yeah, well, and it's a two stroke. Yeah. So the thing that just annoys me, the last thing I'll say on this is the thing that just annoys me about. All of this is, is once again, you're talking about a dude that the one sole income that he has to make it to your races, yeah. and the you're taking it away. Suspension is just bullshit. Like, you just reached in your pocket and pulled something out. And it's if it really comes stupid. out, if it really comes out through back channels that this all started just because a team pitched a bitch, guys, this is fucking dirt bike racing. How about you go to a, a, a like a fucking um, a race car event Yeah, and tell me, Dude, it's it's dirt bikes. Oh my god! Like, are you kidding me? You're pitching a bitch about noise. Go to a Formula One race and tell me if that's annoying all day. And I talk about twenty thousand. Just get out of here, dude. Just get out of here. Yeah, I understand for I some can. people, but it's like, oh my god, dude. It's the middle of the day. It's not like this is going on past everybody sleeping and just revving the shit out of it. And dude, for all a lot of these people that have never been to a race, never even sat on a dirt bike, rev the shit out of it. That's cool for them. Mm-hmm. Kidding me? I just, the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. Randy Richardson was saying he paid for his his chick to do it at Daytona or something. I love too the fact that as this guy, this John guy, is yelling with Bobby and Bobby's talking to the camera, everybody just keeps going up and handing, handing him more money. and more money. And they're like, "Dude, love it!" And they're just walking around and like looking at John and then handing Bobby money. And I'm like, "Good, good." Like Bobby has to make money. Like, oh my god, are you kidding me, dude? Get off your small man syndrome shit and go sit down. Jesus. Can't handle this. I can't either, dude. It's it's getting this is just another just check on just the shit that's going on within our own industry. I'm just saying I'm only going to be allowed to watch these races on TV from now on. So <laughs> Look, dude, you know what? Like I like I just said, I don't even have a beef with Sean Brennan, but it's like, dude, this is this is bullshit. This is absolutely ridiculous. This whole thing. My beef like, yeah. I mean I, I've tried to be cool with Sean. And then they don't want to be cool with me because they don't like my views and they don't want to talk about it. Like I said, and I am vulgar and I do say things that like, yes, I probably should tone it down. And like some of the things I've said today, I probably should tone back a little bit. But you know what? I remember what I said a while ago. I just don't care. Remember what I said a while ago when people only find issues with things when they know there's actually some truth behind it. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Yeah. You only find issues with shit that other people say when you know there's some truth behind it. Yep. So. All right. We've been going for a long time here. Let's get through this 250 class. All right, 250 class race recap brought to you by our friends at Depth Creative Co. For all your graphics needs, which I have a fresh set of plastics over there. We're going to need some graphics, so I got to hit them up soon. All right. <laughs> Max Anstey wins. Love it. He Love was it. gone. Dude, was I honestly... so good. I honestly don't know how I missed when that when like when it started downpouring. I'm just thinking, oh yeah, Jet Hunter, Max, guys who are light on the bike, like you know, guys who use their lower body, like that'll probably be your podium. How did I forget about my boy Max Anstey, arguably know. the best mud rider in the world, 
And he even said it. He was like, 2017 MX of Nations, bro, I got this shit. I'm the best mud rider. I'm the best fucking mud rider in the world. And I love that he said it. Like, he didn't say it cocky. He was just like, dude, I'm the best mud rider in the world. Like, come on now. Dude, his whole thing of like, yeah, so during the race, all I was thinking was like, man... This bonus check's going to be awesome. I'm going I'm to turn, turn your Reeve upside, upside down. And I'm, shake just, it I'm like, oh, I love oh, it, dude. Fantastic. I love it. I love fantastic. it. And I love how they acknowledge on the broadcast. They're like, you wait until Max, he gets down that box. box and it's going to be great. Awesome. Oh, it was awesome, dude. And I'm, I'm so happy for him. And I really hope that, you know, because he's been on the struggle bus the last couple rounds. Like, yeah. Indy, he was just kind of there. Detroit, he went down on the first lap of the main. Shifter he issue, did, yeah. Yep. So, I don't need, he didn't even finish that main, if I remember correctly. No, yeah. The bike kept jumping out of gear. Yep, and then in Atlanta, he was just kind of there. Like, yeah. whatever's been going on with him, he started the year off great. Second in the points, was solid at Daytona. I hope this is a kind of a confidence boost for him. Yeah. Because he's only one point back now of Hayden. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to get him. I think Max is going to get second in the points. Because if Max from early in the year shows up, yes, early in the year, and that's what I'm saying. I hope this is a confidence boost for whatever's yeah, been yeah. going on with him. For sure. Because, um, you know, I, I really like Max, and I, I want to see him do well, and it'd be just really cool for that team. Here's what I really love about Max. He is just out there preaching. I'm super cross only. Well, and I was going to bring that up. I find that hilarious, too, because don't get it twisted. It's not like Max doesn't like riding outdoors. It's just he knows. Did you hear him in the press conference? He literally said, if I want to ride outdoors, I go back and ride GPs. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. He And, and we know why, though, because of the money thing. Because mm-hmm. he knows in his head he's going to be underpowered on that bike. I don't care if that bike was a 300 kit. Yeah. He'd be underpowered, especially with this year. And he knows, hey, even if I go get top five outdoors, which on a 250, unlikely. 450, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to make nothing. He, he's going to make nothing. And yeah. you know what? You know, I'm fine with the fact he's in the point of his career, even though he's already made good money in the GPs. Mm-hmm. He wants to make more money. He's got a family. Like, good yeah. for him. He knows. I have no issue with that. So don't get it twisted. It's not like Max doesn't like riding outdoors. It's just he wants to make money. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Uh, yeah, he was gone, man. And, and I honestly think he he backed it off. Not saying Jet wasn't riding really good, but Max, like, dude, he was gone. Made a few mistakes in the whoops. Shit line. But he was gone. There was no doubt in my mind that he was not going to win that main. Even with Jet coming, like Max is just, he, he might be the best mud rider in the world. Yeah. He's proved it before. And good for him, man. Like, it's fucking awesome. He, he's a super cross winner. He is. He's a super cross winner. He's on a, a satellite privateer team. Good for him, dude. I, I'm stoked for that guy. Yep. I, I love that dude. Yep. Uh, second place, Jet Lawrence. Okay, let's, um, let's talk here. Oh boy, you're pulling the mic down. You're getting your serious face on. What it's do you weird. what 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 are your thoughts on that RJ move? Fucking loved it, dude. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. First off, kudos to RJ for having the balls to just fucking drive it in there harder than ever, dude. But here's the thing, crazy for me. I don't know about you, but I didn't even realize RJ was like there. Like I didn't when Jack came down the start line and he like looked over. I didn't really like pay attention to what he was looking at. And then I'm looking at Max, and all of a sudden I see a fucking white dart just like, <laughs> and I'm like, no fucking way. That was RJ. Yeah. Like when Jet was like looking over, and like I said, I was paying attention to Max out of the corner of my eye, so I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was RJ. And I'm like, why? What, what the fuck is Jet? Like, what's he looking at? And I don't even know if Jet knew that somebody was there, because like, how would he have? Yeah. Because like RJ was like marking him. He knew him, somebody was there, but he didn't, but he know, didn't what know who it was. was. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching Jet come down to the start, and I'm just like, oh, okay, Jet's and gonna it- mail in for a second. All of a sudden, I see this white fucking dart just wide open. I'm like, what the fuck? That's fucking RJ. What the fuck is he doing? Boom! And I'm like, holy shit. Dude, and it was it was hilarious because when you watch the replay, it's a total RJ move of he's crashing before he was he horizontal even, for like thirty he, feet. He, 
dude, by the time he got to the entrance of the burb there, he was the already bottom, he was already. But here's the thing. Sight. Here's the thing, though. It's an RJ thing. But honestly, I think it was RJ also realizing, dude, if I'm gonna bonsai it in, I have to start getting a lean angle on this yeah. because if I try to dive it in. I'm taking both of us over it the was, fucking berm. It was so, such an RJ move. And RJ then it, move, but he was also, I think, using his brain because I yeah. think he knew that had he just bonsaied in, he was they were both were going over the berm because he wasn't going to stop. And poor RJ, though, it like... He He's got, just sitting he got, there trying to get the bike the, up. He got the karma for it. He couldn't get the bike up. But bike then he like he start. But then he was like, he was making he was making it like his face. He was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I yeah. fucked up. You know, but dude... I know this is about Jet, but kudos to fucking RJ because it's like, dude, dude, you know what, bro? You tried. You failed. But holy fuck, dude. Where did you come from? I don't know. Like, he had to have just been in his mind coming out of that left-hander. He had to be like, dude, I'm just going to hold it fucking send wide it. open. And I'm going to fucking Because that's what he did, dude. Because that, that thing, that, that, was torpedo. <laughs> that husky came out of fucking nowhere. I was just like, a torpedo. Did you realize it was RJ, though? No. Like, did you just see? I this? just, I didn't know what happened other than I see Jet go down. Or, well, I kind of saw Jet go down because they were following Max. I'm like, did Jet just go down? What, what's happening? And then they pan back and they're like, and Jet Lawrence is down. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I just see Jet standing on his bike. Like, I just, just remember like the back end of it. And I just see this white dart and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Did RJ really that just was, try that? Yeah, that but was. But here's the thing though, man. He had to have known in his mind early on in the lap that that's what he's going to yeah. do. All I have to say is, could you imagine if he would have made that pass stick? That would have been the sickest thing I've ever fucking seen, dude. I don't, I don't even know. Like, here's my question: <laughs> What's the plan? Like, literally, was that plan just to saw off the front? No, because no, that, because like I said, that was I don't, where you were coming from. Because I don't think his plan was is he was because he knew. I think that's why he leaned in as early as he did. I yeah. don't think he wanted to try to take Jet out. I just think he thought he was like, dude, I'm gonna torpedo it in. And the only thing I can think of is I'm going to stick it in on him and it's going to work. It was wild. But here, here's the thing. I loved it on the podium. Jet was just kind of like, I didn't even know what just happened. <laughs> but then he was like, as he saw him, he was like, oh, he was already crashing before he hit me. Not a big deal. Yeah. And then Hunter's like. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Jet wearing like the poncho too? Yeah, that was weird. That was that super was, weird. I also liked how the whole time on the podium, them just trying to like give Daniels just, hey, man, you want you want some Yeah, you want a hug? You want some mud? <laughs> In the moments left, I've always said I'm not a Jet fan. I don't have a problem with the kid. It's more his fans. But that was a funny podium because Daniel's just like, and, it, and they're, Daniel's like, oh, th- thanks, thanks, Jet. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck off of me. Oh, man. That was awesome. It was great. Um, but he rode great. Man, he, hey, man. Fucking awesome. Rode good. It's a bummer that we didn't get to see the showdown. Like I said, I think yeah. we're going to see it in Salt Lake. Um, but hey, man, he he was good. Uh, definitely not without some con- like adversity because yeah. like there was a moment there where I was like, "Well, can we talk about that heat race too?" That heat yeah. race was weird because like, was didn't get a good start, then didn't seem to be moving forward, and then all of a sudden him and Pierce start battling, and I had in my notes they battled forward. Cause See, all I want to talk about, and I want to talk about Pierce when we get to him. But dude, this is the second time this year because remember back at A two, was it the second? No, the first main. Jet was coming through. Because he went down in the first, yeah. he went down on the first lap, and RJ when he won it, and he got behind Pierce, and him and Pierce pushed all the way towards RJ and mm-hmm. almost passed him. Yeah. So something about when those two, and I don't know if this links back to last year East Coast, but Maybe when those all two Pierce needs to do is get a start and just be right with with Jet. Yeah, I was about to go, say because like something about Jet being behind him makes Pierce a better rider. I don't yeah. know, it's the weirdest thing, but yeah, dude, that was a that was a weird heat race. Um but yeah, like Jet just rode good. He's been he was solid, clearing away the best dude all day in practice. Dude, how about how about in, how about that last lap of that heat race? 
46-5. Yeah, that was wild. That was um he was flying. I thought he was going to get RJ. No, I definitely did too. I think if he had another lap he would have. I but so I too. also think too he probably would have had to been a little bit more aggressive because I think RJ at this point just wants to try to win as much as possible. Yeah. Um clearly, clearly he wants to beat him. But I don't think it's a malicious thing. I don't think it's the fact that he like hates Jet because he's praised Jet a few different times yeah, in interviews. Yeah, and he and he honestly he just wants to beat the him. way he talks is like, dude, I'm not that kid's yeah. level. But he just so, wants to beat yeah. him because I think it's just, hey man, if I can beat Jet at all, just a feather it's in an my accompli- cap. Yeah, yeah, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Jet wrote good. Uh, definitely wrapping this title up. Yeah, it's probably it's gonna go down a little. Is uh, it weird that like he has less of a lead than Hunter does? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I think you would also say that Nate, when he's healthy, was more of a challenge than RJ and McAdoo when yeah. they were healthy. So it is a little weird. Um, I don't know, man. I think even though Jed is so much far and away better than everybody on the West Coast, it just seems like those West Coast races have been crazy because like Jet's either getting a shit start and working his way through, or like just winning by thirty seconds. Yeah, so it's like it's weird, but yeah. Um, and Hunter gets third, and. That was a weird night for him, or whole weird day for him too. But and not riding during the week, we found this out. Yeah, groin injury. Hayden from tried that to thing. Hayden tried to throw it in on him there for a second. Yeah, so that's funny too because I was watching something with the Deegans today from last night, and him and Brian were talking back in the pits, and he, I mean, it basically they were just like, "Yeah, you got impatient, dude," and he was like, "Yeah, I know I did." He's like, and they were like, "Honestly, you were catching him." If you'd have been more patient, not just throwing it in there, you wait one more lap, you're probably getting him. Because Hayden's like, this is the first time all year I've caught. He's like, that was riding. That was like, holy shit, I'm catching Hunter. Yeah. Because he's like, well, even they said that on the broadcast. Yeah. They were like, holy crap. And he might have, he might have actually, had he not thrown it in there, he might have actually passed him and like been on the box again, which would have been wild. Here's the thing is, while he still would have had to pass Voland, and Voland was hiding, and we'll get to Voland too. He was riding really well. Yeah. Um, well, he also would have had to pass RJ. Yeah. So maybe. Um, what do you think the talk though is that if Hayden takes out Hunter, dude? Who knows? Because <laughs> there's a like a part in my mind where I was thinking that whole day yesterday. I was like, what if the rook just goes for it? What if the rookie just fucking? Well, didn't he do it in the heat too? He tried. Well, he tried to, but I yeah. don't. Yeah. But part of me was just thinking, look, dude, this kid's got nothing to lose. He's 35 down. What happens if he just tries to take him out? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to end well for him, but like, whatever he just tries to take out, take him out. So I, I think know. it would have been it would have been interesting to see what happened. But I mean, yeah, finding out that Hunter didn't ride, he's got a growing injury from Atlanta or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I mean, he just he was kind of in manage mode. He's yeah. Let's be real, he's going to wrap it up this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. He's forty nine up on Hayden. Yeah, fifty up on Max. So yeah, he's going to wrap it up. Yep. Um. Okay. Next up, Max Volan fourth, dude. That was a good day for him. And it's not even the mud, dude. He was riding good in the heat race. He was riding good in practice. Why can't this Max Volan show up every round? I don't know. He's going to Cowie, Husky. I thought so. Did you hear the rumor? Now I feel like we're getting off track. That Joe might go to Husky. No, Joe's going to Honda. Is that confirmed? Yes. It's weird. I don't like that. I don't know that it's signed yet, but he is. And uh-huh. you want to know why? He can sign his own gear deal. That's why Volan's going to Husky also. So, Shimoda's going to go to Honda because obviously the Japanese don't want a Japanese kid yeah. to be on an Austrian brand. That'd just be weird. There still is a light rumor floating out there about the Husky thing, but everybody's like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. So, 
He's so Shimoda's going to go to Honda. Plus Honda's going to want someone opposite coast of Hymas and someone who can actually win. So boom. Well, and Kitchen's which going is, to KTM. Yeah, so which is out. which is what gives credence to uh, Hunter going 450. And then you have Volan is getting air quotes demoted. But here's the other reason why he's going to Husky. Husky is not going to be running a fly racing team deal next year. Yeah. For gear, so, he, so he is going to be able to do his own gear deal next year too, which I think you're only going to have a matter of years before the star stuff and the PC stuff is going to stop because all these kids are going to realize, well, I can get an extra 150, 200 grand a year through a gear deal if I can go to one of these teams where I can run a gear deal also. Well, that's another reason why Kitchen's going to KTM. Yeah, because he wants his gear deal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So, so that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I really wish Max could find whatever that is, find the confidence. Um, I do agree with, I think it was Daniel that said this maybe during the day. Yeah, during uh, qualifying. Um, I expect big things out of Volan come outdoors. We always know he's an outdoor guy. I expect yeah. him big things. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the next one of the next best of the rest. I think there's a tight group there. Yeah. Um, Volan's going to be good. Like, I just wish this Volan would show up all the time oh, because yeah. the dude has kid has so much talent. You got to remember, though, he's still young. He's 19. Well, he's kind of like in the kitchen thing. He hasn't yeah. raced a lot of Supercross. Yeah. Uh, but I just wish this kid would show up, man, because damn, dude, if he could get everything figured out, which he obviously has a lot of time, the kid is special. Mm-hmm. He's very. I was hesitant when he came in to be on board, but dude, seeing the things that that kid could do on a dirt bike, God, he's fun to watch ride when he's feeling it. Because here's another thing, too. He don't fucking care. He sends it. Oh, yeah. It's like the, uh, what was it, the quad at, uh, what was the one round after Oakland. the fi- Yeah, where he was the only one doing the quad in the corner, and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I just, whatever he has, I don't know if it's a it's a mental block because it's a fear thing in Supercross. If he could get over that, dude, I could see him being a title contender in a year or two. Yeah. I really could. He's yeah. got the speed. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy that he finally got a top five. Yeah. Because he, he definitely, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Enzo Lopes is fifth. Is he riding outdoors? No. He's going to go ride in Brazil. Probably make more money. <laughs> he is, uh, probably. He is, uh, there's teams sniffing him, though. Where do you think he should go? I don't know. I don't know what teams are sniffing him. I haven't heard that yet, but there's teams sniffing. Phil's running the deals. I'm going to assume it's either PC, because that was a talk a couple years ago. I bet, I bet it's Pro Circuit. It's got to be, because that was a talk about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was rumors of him at Pro Circuit, because I think he did a test with them. Yeah. So he probably going to end up on Pro Circuit. That's probably where it is, too. But, or, yeah, but I've heard they're sniffing him, but, man, he's having a good season. Or he can go to HEP. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, I he think... could go ride World Supercross. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, So Deegan, sixth. Good day. I yeah, mean, it's fine. Yeah, he was he was good all day. I mean, just kind of doing Deegan things. Um, mm-hmm. good, solid. Yeah. Um, made it through without a bonehead move outside of that. But he, I mean, a bonehead move is in the sense of didn't yard sale himself. Yep. Um, off. Pace was good in the heat race, but you can definitely tell once again there's a pecking order when everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, dude, this kid's either gonna end up at second or third in the points. Yeah. I I really want to see, and I really hope that it's dry in in Salt Lake because I really want a good like actual idea of these east west dudes mm-hmm. when everybody's like well everybody that's where does there. he where does he fall in outdoors so you want me to be honest and this is not being critical of the kid oh just, boy here we no, go no 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 it's not gonna be a, it's, not, it's not gonna be clickbait or no it's no it's gonna be my honest opinion i think outdoors he's nine to twelve because i think you have the five yeah and then i think you have rj kitchen hammocker and volan 
and then I think Hayden's in that next group. Okay. Because I don't think there's any reason to think that Hayden's with those. The, you know, he's not going to be with the five. Yeah. Like it's crazy, but there's five. We the five we've already mentioned. It's the five, and then it's there's no reason to think that he's with R.J. Kitchen, Voland, or Hamaker yet. Yeah. So like nine to twelve, I, I think so. Okay. Now where now where do you think? And I know you coach touched on this. Where do you think though? Had that race been dry, where do you think he slots in there? I think he's in the top five easy. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think so. I think I think he can definitely beat Lopes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Does yeah, he sure. get does he get up there with Volan? I don't know. And then again, does is Anstey winning? I mean, the we're race, gonna find out in Nashville. Know? We're gonna find out in Nashville. Yeah. So um because right. Anstey was beating Hayden yeah. pretty easily at the beginning, but once again, whatever. Uh Carson Mumford seventh. That was okay, right? I have no... So I don't know about this, and I don't know maybe if you do or maybe you don't. Maybe there's been no rumblings. Uh, is his deal, because we know a lot of those Cowie dudes are hurt for outdoors, is his deal transferring over into outdoors? Is he not From even From what I heard last week, he has nothing planned for outdoors right that now. That is the stupidest thing because you... I, he has two more rounds, and then that's it for right Because now. they have three dudes for outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it would be in... Because in, Reynolds ain't happening. Rider McAdoo D. is not coming back. Ryder D... Right, no, no. Who's on the team? Who's yeah. gonna be right? So it's gonna just it's just gonna be Ryder D, Joe, and Hammaker. Mm-hmm. McAdoo's out. Fortner's out. So he'll probably end up there, but I don't know. We'll I, see. I think he should get a shot. I think so I want to see what he can do on that bike outdoors. I think so too. Because he's been a top yeah, ten but, dude on less than. But as stellar. of last week, from what he was saying on the different things I was listening to, he hasn't. Well, then he's not riding outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Colin Park, eighth. That was a good comeback for going through the LCQ there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that team has definitely had some ups and downs this year. Mm-hmm. Fucking seems like him and Cody Shock of just finding each other in LCQs. Um, ninth place. Joe Shimoda doesn't ride good in the mud. We saw that at MX of Nations, at MX which is Nations. weird considering he's a Japanese kid because it rains a lot in Japan. Yeah. Last night was also not good. He raced though was good. He raced was really good when it was dry. It was so fine. Here, so he's not a mud guy though. Here, here's, here's my question. Yeah. Which once again is really weird. Here's my question to you, and we're gonna we have two more rounds to figure this out, but mm-hmm. it's kind of not a good base setting because once again we're at the end of the season. Does that heat race, even though Hunter he was pacing him, but we know Hunter didn't ride much. Does that kind of prove though that we all oh, we kind of thought that Joe could have been in there for this title? Hunt? Oh yeah, I thought that last week when he got fourth. Oh god, dude, I I wish he would have been healthy. Yeah, because I really think he would have made Hunter work. I mean, Nate Probably. did too, but I really think he would have made Hunter work for mm-hmm. this title. Because he, Joe's just good, man. He yeah. is finding his footing. He is, he knows who he is. It sucks that he's afraid of that bike, but uh, yeah, I truly believe he would have gave, given Hunter everything he could handle for mm-hmm. this title had he been healthy. Hundred uh, percent. Chris blows tenth. That's pretty good. Not a mud guy either. You know, Not all those days of dry, riding in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brown, 11th. So, yeah, w- w- just Pierce needs to have Jet Lawrence on him every fucking race because I don't know what it is when Jet's behind him, but all of a sudden he just finds another gear because did you notice the moment Jet passed him? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck happened to him? I don't know. But Jet's behind him, and all of a sudden he's just finding a second and a half a lap. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Uh, Kitchen, I think, went down a couple of times, 12th. Kitchen was underwhelming all day for me. Yeah. Even before the main. He mm-hmm. wasn't there in practice. He wasn't there in the heat race. Uh, a little weird for me, considering how well he did at Glendale. Yeah, I really thought after getting on the box he would have came out swinging, but yeah, you know, whatever. RJ after trying to torpedo is thirteenth, and that's just because they lapped up to thirteenth. Yeah, man. Because had he not done that, he would have been on the box. Yeah. Uh, here's one that's weird. Tom Vial fourteenth. 
That was re- I I don't know if he went down. We'll have to find out this week. Uh, he was good in that heat race, though. But that was yeah, he was. I mean, he was well, catching. He was, good, and he was good in qualifying too. Yeah, he was during good in the qualifying. Day, but, so it's super weird that because I would have thought again, GP guy, but the mud. Supercross in the mud is also obviously it's different. different. Yeah, um, I think Vial's just trying to make it through the rest of Supercross, probably, and not getting landed yeah. on. Uh, Luke Nice, fifteenth. Good for him on making that main. That LCQ was wild. Yeah. By the way, I hope Josh Brees is okay. Me too. Because that was a lane yeah, there. that was a ragdoll. Yeah. Uh, that was a wild LCQ though. Dude. It was. If you're Henry Miller right now, <laughs> dude, fucking Henry Miller and Hunter Yoder, how do you go from getting sixth in a main to yeah. not making it the next weekend? I don't know. Also, did you see- welcome to Privateer Island? <laughs> do you do you do you check Mathis's Twitter? No, at all. No. So I was only I, checking- I'm on Twitter zero percent. So I was only checking it because I wanted to see the updates, and apparently he was sitting next to two dudes at the race that had Hunter Yoder as their as their fantasy, and he goes. I had heard words that I had never, I didn't think were real. <laughs> oh, Apparently, man. also there was a streaker. Yeah, you haven't seen that. No, I did. It wasn't I, really like well, a he had his shirt off. Yeah, but, yeah, his shirt off. But yeah, yeah but no, still, I, I saw that. Fucking idiots. Uh, Dylan Schwartz makes the main, <laughs> courtesy of Hunter Yoder and <laughs> dude. If you're Dylan Schwartz, Henry you're Miller. like, did, did I just did, what the did, fuck just did happened? I just make the did I just make the main? Yeah. So 16th for him. Uh, Cody Shock 17th. Oh God, he's waiting for outdoors. Jordan Smith must have crashed too. 18th for him. Oh, <laughs> his day was shit. Fucking poor goes Jordan, down. Poor Jordan Smith. Jordan, goes, Jordan Smith just doing Jordan Smith things. Goes down twice in the second practice, pulls her off, running fourth in the heat race, catching Deegan, and then just <sighs> fucking downpours. <laughs> poor Jordan Smith. Good old Jordan Smith. God, dude. I hope he can make it through outdoors without dying. Uh, Michael Hicks, 19th. Robbie Wageman, 20th. Cole Thompson, 21st. And Jace Owen, 22nd. Yeah, I was a little surprised that Jason didn't ride better. He's, you know, being up from this part of the the country a little bit better in the mud, but yeah, uh, wild night, wild night. It sure was a mutter, that's for sure. So, all right, we have now been going for. Well, we started late, so that's why it's late. But two yeah. and a half hours here, so that's going to be show two thirty four. Justin, it was great to see you, man. Yeah, man, I'll uh, I'll be here for the rest of them, and we'll do some outdoors and shit. And um... that's good. Just make sure your hair is done and your face is trimmed up the way it is. Otherwise, you're off the show because we're just using you for your sex appeal at this Thanks, point. Thanks, man. I'm trying. I'm really so... trying. Uh... Don't ask me who's going to win this week. I don't know. My brain's not working right now. I'm tired. <laughs> I need, Hondas. I need to go eat and go to bed. Hondas are going to win. Yep. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been show 234. Thanks to our sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Design, and Edgewood Farms. Links in the description down below to all of them. I will have a fantasy show this week. I will be back with – we'll be back next week with uh, with a wrap-up show for Nashville. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep her wide here till the end of Supercross. It's a day race. Day race, which – fucking hate too you know like day races no, ah, it throws yeah. my whole day like it's weird it's like an outdoor day because it's just like it starts at eight o'clock in the morning gets done at six o'clock at night so like the whole whole day is just shot so anyway thanks everybody for tuning in we'll be back next week see ya